0: Pause for call recorder to start recording.
1: Three, two. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me. We're live. Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's like, uh, I, uh, okay. I thought it was just me.
0: It might be just you because I think you may be the only podcaster in our circle that. As we noted before, has the expectation that the show starts immediately upon connection of the call.
1: Oh, I see. So everyone okay. else
0: is just you know.
1: Oh, that's fun! I like the way you turn that uh, technical bug into a thing about my personality,
0: dorking around, right, and adjusting gonna, things, gonna, and I'm talking, talking about nonsense in right for a good lead-in for like you know three, four, or five minutes before the actual show. I'm
1: begins. Update my profile. Bah, bah, yeah. bah.
0: I uh, almost updated Skype and call recorder. They both want updates.
1: I've updated twice this week. Uh, Well, the problem is, like you saw in the Slack, others are getting it, and it's that it isn't just. Well, I mean, obviously, it doesn't help that I'm a jumpy Joe (laughs) with the conversation. As all podcasts should start, hit the ground running. But uh, but the problem is, then you're when you're doing a double ender, you don't have the stuff there. It's bad. Mm, It's very bad.
0: You do the single ender with Roderick, so you got that. I barely have that. It's yeah. kind of a
1: half ender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, it, here's a question. Yes. Uh, Not that we should be talking about other people's podcasts. Please, on please our podcast, talk about
1: something. Let's, 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 let's have a
0: nice, fun, light, easy episode. Mm, we'll see. Um, hmm. John does lots of other podcasts now, seemingly a new one every couple of days. And all of those podcasts, is he also, does he also abdicate all responsibility for recording?
1: One can only imagine. I can't imagine him having any responsibility. Uh, the show he does with Ken Jennings, he does in a studio. They do those.
0: Studio meaning a, a, a folding table with two chairs that face each other. Is that a studio now?
1: Mm, what do you have insight
0: into this? I thought they were actual... some pictures of uh, his little How I see pictures of that. What are you talking about?
1: Is this I an Instagram I thing?
0: I, maybe. Yeah. All right. I've seen the little table he sits at. It's not much of a studio. Anyway, I, I, I figure suppose with that,
1: that podcast company they got all kinds of big money. I figured they probably got a
0: big studio they go to. But then you'd have to get John to leave his house and go to the place. You're
1: telling me you think John Roderick records a high-end AAA podcast at his house with the Jeopardy guy.
0: I got to find a picture it right now. I'm pretty sure I've seen a picture.
1: Hmm. Well,
0: that's not what I was imagining. I mean, it's the two of them sitting at a table. In his cellar? No, it looks like it's above ground.
1: Hmm. I got to get on Instagram.
0: Yeah, I'm why do aren't it. you I'm on a Instagram? That's a, that a question. Why aren't you grabbing the Instas?
1: Oh, look, he's got new photos up. Um, I tried it a real long time ago when it was mostly, uh, Rand's taking pictures of birds on wires. Yeah, he still does that. Yeah. That's nice. Um, <laughs> he's got some management advice for you. Um, and I was like, Ugh, this is bad. Like there's no website. You got to look at it on your phone app, which I thought was weird. I didn't like uh-huh. what people were doing with it. I didn't think I thought it was vain. I still think it's very vain.
0: It is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, as, you asked uh, me and I answered. Yeah. Um, I think the appeal to it for, for some people is that because it's just pictures mostly. And yes, it, that, that it's not, people don't get into fights on Instagram. You as didn't much, ask me, you
1: see, you didn't ask me if I thought Marco should hate it. You asked me why I didn't do it. I don't begrudge. No, no, anybody. No, no, no. I'm
0: not, begrudge i no, not, i am not i not just Marco's deal, but like everyone I see on it. Right. And so you, like the last but you choice, so you're on Twitter And you don't shy away from the 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 Twitter. I mean, you're on the look reading the political list for crying out. It's all just people yelling at each other, right? Hmm. No, there's not that much yelling. It's a lot of like well, unidirectional yelling. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. People are outraged in one particular direction.
1: Sometimes, sometimes though, the journalists um, argue with each other a little bit, and it's kind of like what I imagine fan fiction is like. It's pretty exciting. Um. No, I think I get. I get why, how can I put this? So I'm looking at like Roderick's,
0: which is mostly like pictures well, of things in his house. Not representative. Of, okay,
1: give me a representative Instagram.
0: I think mostly, like, I think it's like uh, Facebook writ small, right? So the idea of Facebook. Is, that's
1: not a name. Give me a person who's a, who is a who you think of as an Instagram user that I should be looking at.
0: I don't know who you should be looking at.
1: You're, you know uh, you're terrible at this. You're, you're, you're yeah, so critical I and mean, well, you don't have gonna, any solution.
0: Like, we all know all the same people, but it's it depends on, all right, so when i said it's like facebook where it's small i mean it's where like you said it's vain it's where you're trying to present very often something that paints your life as uh better than it is Mm -hmm. right right look at me i go to beautiful places with beautiful people and have a good time right Mm -hmm. um but in facebook you constantly feel like you have to perform that with like with like words and repeated posts or whatever on instagram i feel like just a picture suffices Mm -hmm. it's like just a picture about your airplane window at scenic mountains which shows that you travel by airplane to places that fly over scenic mountains right
1: yeah it's a a Um, lot of signification i mean i'm not so i'm not even trying to say that it's posing but it's i was just struggling you heard me clicking i don't remember if it's a metonymy or a synecdoche but it's trying to capture a telling detail about your life a lot of the time don't you think
0: it's not but it's not really about your life. It's about the aspects of your life that that make that, that you are proud of or that make you happy in some way, which people can find grating. But on the other hand, mm-hmm. if uh if the things that give you joy in life are the cute things that your dog does mm-hmm. and you mostly post cute pictures of your dog doing cute things, that might be a good follow for somebody who just every once in a while needs to be cheered up by a cute picture of a dog. Yeah. Right? And Do you feel like
1: you can mostly steer clear of the hashtag soup stuff? Does that get jammed in your
0: feed? I follow so few people on Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just following ones where I'm interested in the pictures that they post, not necessarily the people. Because there's plenty of people I'm interested in that I don't follow on Instagram, and there's plenty of people on Instagram that I follow that I don't I don't even know like who they are or care anything about them, but they post you know cute pictures of dogs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think. Uh, I think of it as like nonverbal Twitter. Mm-hmm. If you just want to look at some pictures that make you say, Aw, or, or make you say, oh, that's a pretty picture or whatever. And you, and you can follow the right set of people to not let you get hung up on who the person is or what you think they're trying to present about themselves and just enjoy the pictures. It's kind of like those people who follow two Twitter accounts and one of them is like beautiful earth pictures. Mm-hmm. And the other one is like, uh, we rate dogs. And that's all they follow on Twitter. Their uh, experience. I think we should
1: offer up Marco as a good example of this. His is a good example of that.
0: Uh, he doesn't hmm. post that many cute pictures of dogs.
1: He sure does. Look at this little sweetie pie. Not, oh, I mean, he's got too many of his, of his kid, you think? Is that what you want to say bit, to him? But
0: he's, he's not a frequent uh, poster.
1: His latest picture so. is the hops picture. There's his pretty wife. There's his phone on part of a Mophie charger. Pile of hard drives. Elevator button. Urinals. Is that what that is? Um, more hops, hops, hops. No, I understand. No, I mean, I just, I, 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 I don't want to get a cast. I don't want to get cast as a karma suck here. Like I, I feel like when I hear people talk about it, it's kind of like how I was about Twitter before I kind of gave up on Twitter. As something that actually legitimately made me happy. Cause there was that time when Twitter legitimately did make me happy. I feel people having that moment with Instagram where they're like, oh man, like this is the last place that is nice. Where like we're where people are nice to each other and you see nice things. And it's not this, it's not that the primary characteristic of this is hostility. And that's in a lot of places, there, I mean, even on Facebook, we should I do I want to talk a tiny bit about Facebook, but um, there is almost a certain kind of hostility there certainly with the political stuff that gets jammed in but also with the like well I don't know though because isn't a lot of Instagram the like like look how perfect my coffee is and like you by extension should be kind of envious of my coffee isn't that a little bit of the Instagram vibe
0: it it, it depends on who you follow but I think the important aspect of Instagram is I know you can attach words to posts but generally it's like a visual it's a visual experience mm-hmm. right and I I think that constrains the output of people in a way that makes it easier to know who to follow Mm -hmm. Uh, because they mostly kind of post the same kind of pictures. And if you want to see those kinds of pictures, follow them and the pictures don't, I mean, you can lead with the pictures to try to say, here's what I'm trying to say about whatever. But I, I don't know. I, I find it a break from all the other word things from Slack and email and Mm -hmm. and, uh, text messages That occasionally have pictures, but are mostly just words. Instagram, when I look for like the day's Instagram pictures, it's like five pictures for me. I don't follow a lot of people. So I look at five pictures, and the five pictures might have two or three cute ones, and they might make me smile. Maybe there's a picture of a baby, Mm -hmm. and I'm done. Mm -hmm. And that's, and and that it feels different to me from all the other things, which I enjoy. I enjoy Slack, I enjoy Twitter, I enjoy text messaging. You know, sometimes I even enjoy email but Instagram feels different. And Mm -hmm. so, and I wasn't on it for a long time too, but like, I think the reason I got into it was I realized it didn't have to be like on it as in, oh, I have to participate in it in the same degree that I participated in, in Slack and email and Twitter, that I can be on it and follow like three people and look at like five pictures and not be a completionist and not care about anything and just use it as a nice place to look at a couple pictures that are going to make me happy each day.
1: Mm -hmm. Boy, they're kids growing up fast. Jeez, look at that.
0: Yeah, and they are also the the Instagram stories thing where they ripped off the Snapchat feature.
1: (laughs) Tell me me what that is.
0: I Uh, I think I don't
1: know what that means. Tell me what that means.
0: People just, I guess they use it. I've never made one of these. I have no idea. But they use the Instagram app to record, um, what do you call it, like uh, short videos that are, there's some kind of time limit where you can only record for like 10 seconds or something. And Mm -hmm. then it makes you record for another 10 seconds, another 10 seconds, which people do. Sometimes they continuously record, but there's like a break between each one and you can mark up your little recordings with little text over them and, and, uh, and filters and stuff like that. And a lot of people do still a series of still images with annotations on top of them saying snarky comments, or sometimes they just make a little story of them walking down the street or whatever. And The 10 second thing does try to force people to be short, but sometimes people film two and a half minutes. But the point is that I think they go away after like 24 hours. Right. So if you don't look at them for a day or two, like whatever. Um, And sometimes I'll want to see a video of someone walking in the rain or poking their cat with a stick or something. (laughs) Right. And it's like a, a couple seconds worth of video and it's done. And again, there's only like one or two of those every once in a while. And I watch them, and they amuse me. It's kind of like Vine used to be, but, yeah. you know. Did,
1: we're um? I don't even, are we friends on Flickr? I don't even know. I haven't even used Flickr in, I think, a couple of years. But we, well, let me ask you this. Were you there when Flickr was fun? No.
0: Okay. Um, I've never, I've never been a Flickr user. I'm sure I have an account. I'm not quite sure what might be on it. Uh, let me find out. But okay. no, I missed out on the whole, like, we're all together on Flickr, and the the sad times of what Flickr could have been Instagram, but it I
1: am following you on Flickr. Look at that, so you mm-hmm. can see. Let me make sure you can see. I want to put you in my special group. I don't even know how to do this anymore. <gasps> this is so strange. This is also I know, fun. I don't,
0: I don't know how to log into Flickr. Is it like with my Yahoo mm-hmm. oh, ID? Oh, it auto it auto completed to something. I don't know what the hell is. I oh, it some of the auto completed up. No, that's not it. Sorry.
1: Let's see. You appear to have two photos on Flickr.
0: What, what do they
1: have? You got a picture of the uh, Macintosh group. Was that a picture you had in your room? And you got a picture mm-hmm. of your unbroken um, paperback spines. I know. I already know the references in both of
0: these. Interesting.
1: Now, let's see. How do I make you a special friend? I'll make you family. There you go.
0: Okay, now uh, you're family. I, had to, I just had to email myself some code, some verification code, to try to sign in. To Flickr. <laughs> Apparently, I have remembered. Uh, make sure your account is secure. Your current your account might be at risk. To secure your account, change your password and update your mobile number. The only button I have is yes, comma secure my account. I don't, no I don't cancel. care for that at all.
1: No. Oh, this is good. I used to really like Flickr.
0: Boy, I, still haven't, I haven't made it to Flickr yet. I'm still in the login tunnel. New password. What was wrong with my old password? Hmm all right, uh, let's see.
1: Oh, I used to have a little kid. Look at that.
0: Your password is too similar to the one you used previously. Mm. Hmm. Sounds like mm-hmm. bad hygiene. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, the Millennium Falcon. Look at that.
0: <laughs> That's pretty
1: funny. Um, I'll tell you what. This episode is not going to come up for weeks and weeks and weeks. I will, um, I will sign up for uh, Instagram. I don't know if I'll use it, but but I will. But I will sign up for it. And then I will find some good people, and it will make my life happy.
0: So, what kind of pictures are you interested in seeing?
1: Um, I'm not really. That's part of the problem. I, I, I f- It makes me uncomfortable. Photos, photos today. Photos make me uncomfortable on the internet. Hmm. Because. Well, first of all, like, you know, it's a running joke, the Gary the Privacy Clown thing, but there's just, I think it's really creepy how much people like you and Alex, like, zoom into parts of a photo. It makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> people like me and
0: Alex. You both
1: do it. Alex does it really, really bad. She zooms way, way, way in, and it's, it's very
0: upsetting. And it's Everybody not- Everybody f- notices. I notice and talk about. It. Maybe Alex notice, talks about, and investigates. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I'm not. I'm not using any tools to zoom in. I just didn't look at the pictures with my eyes. I That is it on my screen. I'm not like
1: pan and zoom, panel. I, like you're 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 really getting in there
0: sometimes. Pan and panel. That's not in your pictures. That's not, that's in your voice. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> oh, you had a good one. Uh, just just uh, hours ago today. Let's hear it. Uh, well, uh, you wanted to. It was like I'm trying to think of the right word that I can compare it to. Like kind of like the word P O Z. How would you pronounce that word? P O Z. Pose? No, I'm I'm spelling it wrong. Um, pause? P a p a h z. Pause? Yeah, right. That's what you said. That's what you were doing to like, it's like music or video. I you pause and something. I was like, what, you, what right, you was do like, what you say? Pause? The, and it, yeah. God, I'm you're, from you New are excruciating. It's so hard to be friends with you. You're no, so it, difficult. I'm the one with the accent, not you. It's just that when I listen, sometimes when I listen to people, my brain misinterprets what they say and it goes into this little quick loop <laughs> to go
1: it's not that difficult you've heard you've heard me say probably hundreds of words at this point
0: i know but i know something but it you know it, it still just catches me and then and then my brain says wait a second re- rewind that what what did they say and i have to like to, to, to like do a quick <sighs> spin loop on it to to penetrate the word i said oh he's saying pause. pause i get it and then i continue listening to their yeah
1: I was describing this. I was telling my family just the other day that as much as I admire you, I don't like you. And I was telling them how frustrating it is to try to be your friend and how how you do things like the pan and panel and you, you torture you torture your nominal friends with these things that are non-existent, like the dons and dons
0: of the world. <laughs> Those are real things. They're not real. Uh, There's Casey, no difference. Ca- I can't see. Speaking of you saying when you can't tell people are trolling you, right. When Casey I was saying, the anecdote, wait, wait, yeah. when Casey was saying that he pan couldn't, couldn't hear the difference between two sounds that I was making. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is mo- what it must be like to be colorblind. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell if he's trolling me like, yeah, isn't it funny to think that you couldn't hear the difference? Uh, There's no difference, but there is there's
1: there's I mean, no, it's like the difference between between having normal vision and having uh, I don't mean to be, you know, ableist here, but like if you can see the full spectrum of colors, but then you have a friend who insists there are nine extra colors that they that they see. They can't describe them to you. They refuse to describe them to you. All they do is laugh at you because you just see pink and blue. What a doofus. Pan so, I can panel. I, I can understand. Pan and panel is the same sound.
0: I, I, Pan can and panel. I can understand people not being able to make the sounds with their mouth, <laughs> but I can not understand people saying they can't hear it. But, one is the next but, then, me-
1: but then, this is what I was telling my family, is that then... Your classic is how everybody pronounces your name wrong. And then when we say to you, okay, John, how should we pronounce your last name? You adamantly refuse and, and yeah, point to- Yeah, and then to, I say
0: Syracusa you, and you tell me this you, story about how I adamantly refuse you to say point, Syracusa, you point the fact to a that I say and over say, and over and over again. You're pretty, pretty sure
1: Dan got it close one time. Go to my website. I think it was actually Federico is, is in your sample. I did Google that one time.
0: I don't have it on my website. Anyway, I've said my name a million times. Nobody cares. There's no seer. Mm -hmm. You got it. No Z. That may be part of the problem, actually, because maybe it's like these nuances that I think are important to the pronunciation of my name. People don't even hear. I don't know. I remain unconvinced. (sighs) This could be be a topic
1: because maybe maybe there's almost a topic in this of the things that you notice that one notices. Have we ever talked about this? The things that one notices and then consequently frets about more than other people to the point where you feel like a crazy
0: person. Is it fretting or is it just oh like... My uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What was the one you had with uh, with Roderick recently where he, he had noticed... He had apparently listened to himself speaking. So I'm like, wow, he listened to his, one of his own podcasts. This may yeah. have been the first podcast he ever listened to. And he noticed that he was saying obviously or obviously. something, like a mm-hmm. verbal tick. And now he sees it everywhere. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not sure if he's fretting about it, but it, it's, it's a similar type of phenomenon where... Bader Meinhof. If there is some... Yeah, I don't know exactly, if I said that but, right,
1: but Bader Meinhof phenomenon, kind of.
0: Uh, but with pronunciation stuff... Uh, it doesn't work if you explain like, oh, some people say this like this, and some people say that like that, and they don't hear it. They're never going to notice it in real life, even though you've brought it to their attention.
1: Especially if there's nothing to hear, if it's a made up thing.
0: Oh, no, it's a, it's a real <sighs> thing. Like, they have dialect coaches for for movies that tell you how to say the vowel sounds like people from different regions of the United States. like It's a real thing that can, you can be taught to do to sound like you're from New York or Baltimore or wherever. these like, a real vowel sounds. I do that sometimes where I pivot a little bit
1: on what I know about one English accent to try and arrive at another <laughs> English accent.
0: I think you're getting closer to what it's like because you know how insistent people from the UK are about the the important distinctions between these different regions of this tiny island they live on? But even, no,
1: no, but even inside of London, there's like the posh uh, London accent there's the, like, more cockney. I guess there's, there's like, several London accents alone, and you don't want to get that wrong. You sound like a real rude, but you go, I love now," Like, <laughs> it does not right. sound and, right and at and all. like,
0: as far as I can tell, the only accents I can distinguish uh, 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 on that whole island are, like, Irish and Scottish, and then are are kind of separate from each other and from everything else, so I can kind of identify those. And then you go to what we call, like, the British accent, and there is the people who sound like they're really rich mm-hmm. and the people who sound like they're really poor from the American, <laughs> from the American perspective. And I'm sure there's way more than two. I know, but I totally know what you mean.
1: I, I was wondering that I asked somebody about this. I was asking some, some friends about this. Like, what is Emma Watson's accent? And I think what they said was, I forget, I forget exactly, but they said it's a posh London accent. Like when she says to Ron, when she's on the train, she says, well, it's not very good. And the way that she says it sounds weird to me, but I guess that's that's symptomatic of the kind of posh London accent that she has.
0: Well, you're right, though. They have like, oh, she's like East London, I don't know the terms. She's like East London or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, how can you distinguish between... These you know and Welsh and and Cockney and like the like I said the different different parts of London versus outside London and I can't hear those I do think yes that if you I was can trained, you totally can right if I was trained what to listen for like hey when they say this word listen to that thing or whatever but they all clump together in my head so I've got Irish Scottish. Rich London, poor London. That's all I've got for the entirety of it. <laughs> okay, island.
1: um, here's one I pivoted on with, um, we were watching Kitchen Nightmares, and I knew I recognized this guy's particular, uh, English accent, and I was trying to think, okay, I tried to do a little, little pivot, and like, who does that really sound like to me? And I, I, it was hard to tell, you can't look up the nationality of a chef on, uh, Kitchen Nightmares, but, or the regionality, I should say, but, okay, uh, okay. Are you familiar with the actor Christopher Eccleston? You may have seen his show The Leftovers.
0: Yes. And I saw him as the doctor.
1: You saw him as the doctor. Can you imagine his voice in your head? Unfortunately,
0: (laughs) I can only imagine his terrible uh, American accent now that I've most recently seen him on Leftovers. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can think back to The Doctor Who. Let me think. Yeah, Yeah, think about,
1: um, let's see, what are some of his famous lines? You know, you are fantastic, like the way that mm-hmm. he says that. Okay, that's, I'm pretty sure, don't at me, pretty sure that's Manchester. Hmm. It's not, it's It's not Liverpool. Like, you know, you kind of know Liverpool when you hear it, not just the Beatles, but there is a pretty distinctive- <laughs> The Beatles
0: have really screwed up the thing, because it's like, mm-hmm. is that- a Liverpool accent, or <laughs> Paul, is that the way Paul one partic- person spoke? Paul in spoke?
1: particular, You got the lump de on the
0: deep dee Right, it's like, right, is, is that right, just right, that right. guy? Is that dude just talks that way? Or do we just say, like, everyone from the place where he's from sounds exactly like that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about um, the Four Yorkshiremen sketch?
0: Mm-hmm, right, I don't know what they're supposed to be.
1: They're from Yorkshire, they're from... Well,
0: yeah, sure, but is that different than... It's totes th- different.
1: It's, Yorkshire, the Yorkshire accent and the Yorkshire... I want to say, I don't know if it's the right word for it, dialect. There's a lot of peculiarities. Like what you think of as an English accent is like pedal to the metal with Yorkshire where um, there's a lot We you can go look it up on the Wikipedia. There's an interesting uh, article about it, but, uh, but the peculiarities of construction, the way they construct sentences is, is somewhat peculiar to that area of England. Welsh. I know it when I hear it, I couldn't, I couldn't, Imitate it, but I definitely know it when I hear it. And you get a lot of Welsh, obviously, on Doctor Who, because I think that's where they shoot. I think they shoot in Wales. But, I mean, obviously, somebody like like Dylan Thomas or, like, who's a famous Welsh actor. Um, but it is it is much more, to my ear, much more musical.
0: You know, I went... When did I go? Like, last spring? Summer. I went, went to London. Yeah. For the first time. You had trouble using and,
1: your credit card in restaurants.
0: Yeah. It was, it was very tricky. Um, and... <laughs> I'm thinking back to that trip of like, okay, like, so you're you're actually in London. We spent a fair amount of time there. It was like, what, a week? Five days? I don't know. It was there long enough. And the whole time I'm there, I'm just going all over the city, you know, doing city things with city people. And I'm trying to I was trying to think the other day, what memories do you have of people speaking? Like what accents do you hear in your head when you look back in your memories of those several days we spent in London going all over and doing London things? And I can't for the life of me pull up like an audio cue of like people overheard talking on my way down to, to you know, the subway or on the streets or the, the waiters at all the restaurants we went to because we ate out pretty much every single day or the people in the hotel lobby. Like nothing is coming to mind to place their accents like you would think I'm going to go to London and it's the first time I've been in a, a country where everyone speaks with a british accent so everywhere i go will be delightful and everyone will sound all proper and british and yet i have no memory of that i'm like in my mind they're all i mean i'm sure they weren't speaking with american accents but in my mind the accent doesn't exist so uh, i'm gonna go back there again soon huh. another trip and i'm gonna be consciously like listening to try to cement in memories of people in london speaking with presumably their native london accents right the people the people who work and live in london and see if i can you know is it like is it like singing where sometimes people's accents disappear and it's like if you travel to london everyone's accent disappears and they just all sound normal to you and mm-hmm. you just sound weird as the weird american to them <laughs> right 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 i don't know have you ever been yes yeah i just yeah. did a british thing right there have you ever been i should have said bean but you know
1: do, do we still have this on the topic list we kind of talked what? about this once. We gotta talk about your hard on you've got for, for British isms.
0: I don't have any hard on for British isms. I have I have uh, a mm-hmm. an awareness of when American. You
1: people are use you are them. the British ism cop, man. You come down so you, you know where your you know where your racism really comes out is on the on the program you do with Jason Snell about robots. You you come down hard on british stuff you stop the conversation
0: on, on british stuff on the robot you show? do it you do
1: it all the time you do it in slack constantly you're always you know you're part of the call out culture is your problem calling uh, always... out people for, for <laughs>
0: pretending to be british
1: no but you will not allow it you will not if anybody makes anything that's makes any reference to something uh like without acknowledging it as an overt like hello governor <laughs>
0: What I'm trying to do is defend against a cultural invasion. You're know,
1: like a Frenchman.
0: <laughs> to, the cultural yeah, exactly. You gotta have to use all the French words for the technology terms that are hundred times as long no, because we no, don't want to say "computer." <laughs> le fax, le pullover. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like so, <laughs> vert. I find myself doing it too because I watch so much uh, like British television. I right, guess. Right, right, right. Have you ever been? I, I guess maybe maybe that's not a British person. Maybe that's that's actually an American rich person. You know, instead of saying "Have you ever been there?" stopping been? the sentence with the word "Yeah," I and have been.
1: I've been. Yeah. I've been to um, been? Brighton and passing very briefly, all too briefly, through uh, London. But I thought
0: the problem with the other problem with all the places in uh, in actual England is half of them are names of people in places in New England. So you've been to Brighton, I'd be like, oh, that's that's nearby me. Yeah, there you go. Oh, right. Every place here is named after some place in England. So this place would sound less exotic. This episode of
1: Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Eero. You can learn more about Eero right now by going to Eero.com. That's E-E-R-O.com. Here's what you need to know about Eero. You're never going to have to think about Wi-Fi again. This is true. This is true. They've created the dream Wi-Fi setup, a fast, reliable connection throughout your house, even in the backyard, or in my case, the garage. More on that in a minute. Now is the best time to get on board with Eero as they have released their new super slick second generation devices. That includes this tri-band second generation model. Uh, They've also introduced the Eero Beacon, allowing you to build a Wi-Fi system that is perfectly tailored to your home. This new second-generation Eero includes a third 5 gigahertz radio, making it twice as fast as before. Twice as fast. <laughs> this lets you do more than ever. Whatever your Wi-Fi and Listen, here's the thing. I, I'm going to read you these, these features and bullets. What you really need to know. If you're, if you're like a real tech nerd, this is important. What you really need to know is this is a very easy way to have fast Wi-Fi everywhere. Okay, even in your garage. More on that in a minute. Okay, so so this Eero Dingus, it sits flat on any surface. You just plug it into a wall. It comes with a power adapter and you're ready to connect your Eero either uh, with the uh, Ethernet or wirelessly. I, r- I recommend Ethernet if you have it. This new Eero also includes a new thread radio, whatever that is, and lets you connect to low-power devices such as locks, doorbells, and more. And now they're introducing the new Eero Beacon as well. I have these. These are great. I own four of these, including one in my garage. More on that in a minute. You just plug it into a wall, and you expand coverage into any room. You can add as many Eero Beacons as you want so long as you have the one Eero device. It includes built-in LED nightlight, and ambient light sensor. How cool is that? And the Eero app lets you manage your network from the palm of your hand. You can easily create and share a guest network. I've tried this. It works really great. And Eero's customer support is amazing. You can call and get a hold of a Wi-Fi expert in just 30 seconds. Okay, so let me tell you two things about this. Number two, yes, I like this so much that I got another one of these Aero beacons with my own money for the garage because I wanted to be able to go down and listen to uh, the Accidental Tech Podcast while I'm taking out the trash. It's personal affliction, but it's a thing I like to do. And they made that real easy. You just plug it in and it all gets hooked up. But here's number one. Number one is this app, which is so ace. The Aero app on my iPhone is such a powerful little thing. It lets you see every device that is connected to your network. I've gone in and named all of mine and given it emoji because I don't have a social life, but it looks super cool. You can even block devices. If something looks really weird, you just block it. I don't care, I'll block it. <sighs> I have one of these and I love it. I don't understand the technical part of this. All I know is I plugged it in and it worked in like 15 minutes. It's so good. So here's the thing. The new era system starts at $399 for one second generation Eero and two beacons. And that's everything you need to get started. You can add more. Listeners of this show can get overnight shipping to the US or Canada. When you head to Eero.com and use the very special promo code diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. Eero.com and promo code diffs for free overnight shipping. Ho ho, ho ho. Our thanks to Eero for supporting reconcilable differences and all of Relay FM. Yeah, I did a not very good talk in it was an okay talk, but I did a talk in um in Brighton. Um, but, yeah, not long. The longest I've been in another country was when I went to New Zealand. I've only been to Canada. Let me oh, remember. New
0: Zealand's a good example. So you did, uh, what, WebStock there?
1: Yeah, we were there for, but we You we we thought, you know, let's make good use of it. I think we were there for almost, almost two weeks.
0: So when you think back in your memory to your two weeks in New Zealand, Do you hear like the local people speaking with a New Zealand accent and it sticks out as one of the memorable things of how everyone spoke in this different way?
1: I do. But it's like if you were doing um, a low budget TV show, Recollection of a Dream, like where it's echoey and and far away. I, I, I have to be honest that I am not as good at accents as at detecting accents as I like to think I am, where I really would need kind of a side by side with australia to have any luck at all i'm not i'm not proud to say that but then when i really hear new zealand people get going I'm like oh yeah that's totally a new zealand accent like that's it is different but no in my
0: head i don't i couldn't conjure it up yeah i think maybe just like in your memory Were you
1: and i talking about maryland was that you and me talking about baltimore that was us right
0: uh, at some point yeah but i, yeah, I was like in last I was week saying we were
1: talking about baltimore accents how right? i
0: couldn't how i couldn't picture a baltimore accent despite having watched all of the wire
1: yeah, Baltimore and I think what I said in texting with you was that Baltimore and Philadelphia are two that have a, to me, a very interesting, um, unusual. It's not just a classic mid-Atlantic. It's got their vowel sounds are are super interesting, especially in uh, Baltimore.
0: So it could be that because we both speak English and all these places we're talking from, they speak English but with an accent. That in our memories, it just gets mapped to English, like like the semantics of like, oh, I understood what they said, but the particulars of their voice. Get lost in the memories?
1: Yeah. Yeah, could could be. But what was I going to say about accents? So, anyway, I was telling my family how terrible you are. And of course, they've, I don't know if they pick this up from you, but if, then they turn it around and make it about me. And my wife has to gently explain to my sweet daughter that uh, m- one of my many disabilities is that I'm from the Midwest and that I say <laughs> lots of things in funny ways. And she's like, What do you mean, mommy? And go, Warsh.
0: So, does your, that's a good question. Does your daughter? How does your daughter speak? Does she speak like you, like your wife, or like neither?
1: I think like neither. She looks a lot like both of us, I think. But her voice, no. She still has a very kid-like voice. And I don't, I mean, I'll sometimes hear, you know how this is. You know that a terrible experience. Well, you know, remember first, after you become a parent and you find things coming out of your mouth that are verbatim, terrible, dumb cliche things that your parents said. And without even thinking about it, you find yourself saying something, you know, the, the other funny side of that now is that I'll hear something in just half a sentence in a tone of voice. I'm like, Oh my God, you sound so much like your mom right now. Like she'll say, she'll say such a Madeline kind of thing. And it, it always makes me laugh, but no, I don't think she sounds now. You, I think have expressed some disappointment that your, your horrible children uh, sound nothing like you. Is that correct? That they, they have not, they have not had the decency to develop your your rich nope. Long Island accent,
0: yeah. Despite me teaching them how to, how to talk, they Corre- do correcting not.
1: them. I imagine from time to time.
0: Yeah, th- <laughs> I mean, I, it happened without me noticing. I'm teaching them how to talk. You're so excited they're saying anything, and now I realize they pronounce all their words differently than I do. Uh, which is, kind of, I mean, do I, do I one, know where your do I know where your wife is from? So she's she was my first like uh, test case because like here you're going to be spending a lot of time with somebody who's not from New York. Mm-hmm. You're going to be talking in the, your New York accent. She's going to be talking in her Midwest accent. She's from Illinois. Oh, right.
1: right. So she's waiting in line. You're waiting on line.
0: Right. And what will happen? And I think what happened is I really, oh, I'm not going to say I wore down the edges of her accent, but the edges of her accent wore down significantly. Mm-hmm. I bet mine have too. But she, I think in the end, she sounds less like she used to than I do. Most of her Midwest twang is... Uh, gone or invisible to the point where people wouldn't know that's okay what she, unlike you who really hold held on to the regional accents <laughs> do that you are really do
1: you honestly think so
0: yeah no like, yeah, I, I, kidding, I mean, kidding
1: aside do you think i still no one, have well, a midwestern accent this,
0: no one would mistake you for coming from new york that's for sure right mm-hmm. and i think no one would think you came from california or i Florida. think you have held on to enough of the of the i don't know if it's I actually, I don't know if it's Ohio or Florida. Like, I probably because I don't know if it's other things. Probably Ohio. You have held on mm-hmm. to enough of those that I think people could place you. Whereas my wife is it I'm, mainly is it mainly vowel sounds? Any of your vowel sounds
1: would. Go. Oh my god! Oh, because oh, that's uh, my mini and mini. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I don't know e- if e- I- any <laughs> might just be might just be a Merlin thing. Get. I don't even is that
1: know. the one I do get <laughs>
0: yeah. instead of get? Uh, I don't know if you do get instead. You of get. used to make fun of my git a lot. <laughs> Uh, uh but but, but uh my wife, I think if someone heard her speak, I'm not sure they could place her on a map. Right? It's right. kind of kind of neutralish. There's maybe a couple words that would give her away. So when I had kids, I think, well, maybe the same thing will happen. Like we got these two people talking to them, me with my extremely worn down New York accent, my wife with her extremely worn down Illinois accent, and they end up sounding like, I think. Neither of us, maybe more like my wife, maybe more like their peers. I mean, that's that's the obvious thing. It's like, it's not you, it's their peers. And whoever, all their friends talk, that's how they're going to say things. So they don't say orange, they don't say Florida, they don't say carrot, they don't say any of that stuff. And we fight about it.
1: How do you say Henry Hill's wife's first name? Uh, Karen? Karen. 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 <laughs> it, it almost has like a... A diphthong. It almost has a little bit of a, like a one and a half vowel sounds. Like so
0: lots of people would say it like uh, uh, Kieran Healy, the guy I follow on Twitter who's yeah, Irish. Yeah, Kieran Healy, yeah. Right. So they would say Karen just like Kieran. Some people would.
1: Is that the right word, a diphthong? A, a, I is don't, it a diphthong? Is, that's when you combine <laughs> two vowel
0: sounds? That's the problem. I don't know any of the correct words for any of these things. I don't know mm-hmm. how all the correct pronunciation symbols is, which is what people always want to know. I don't know. I just, I'm, uh, it's like the person who can't read music. But you know, right. plays by ear—that's me.
1: Um, speech. So the state, the state that I lived in for a long time in the South. How do you pronounce Florida, it?
0: Florida, and you you say Florida like the like the whole place has a big floor underneath the
1: whole. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> I do. I say I yeah. say Florida.
0: I think, and I think everybody in Florida says Florida, unless they're New York Jews who say Florida, Florida right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Hmm. Have you ever had occasion to see? Um, fred Armisen doing his accents bit i don't think so oh I was, I was if you ever get a chance i'd be curious to see what you think he has a funny bit he had a mm, okay good netflix show not great okay good netflix show where he uh he has one bit where he walks up to a map and with well, i think like a pointer and he goes through like like many many accents very quickly and i'd be curious to think to hear how you how well you think he does
0: I'd appreciate that. I think a lot of, a lot of comedians do that, and it's it's um it's kind of a little bit of a stunt because you can just pick three words and just really work on those words. So you can't speak in that accent, like the, you know, what is it? The those two guys who do the the Michael Caine stuff, where they're you know saying sentences back and <laughs> forth to each other. They can just do for the purpose of the comedy skit. You can just do the three words as part of the the gag, and it works really well. <laughs> i just sent you a picture in iMessage yeah look at that best i could find i think this long table here it's hard to tell that there's a table there but i think this long table here they sit facing each other uh this definitely john looks usually, like john's house yeah john usually on the side that ken is and then ken is that an on isis flag side. what is
1: that flag in the background
0: oh so you're just like the instagram people who are asking about this they all hmm. they're asking about in the comments is what is that flag in the background
1: hmm. it's got well had the globe to me was the tell
0: uh, the fact that there's crap everywhere that's Oh the no challenge. this is definitely
1: his house. I've sat on that couch. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Right.
0: And I think they sit at that table. Oh. Uh, facing each other with microphones in front of them. I'm I'm looking it? for is a, a picture of them that I believe there are pictures of them on the internet sitting at that table with microphones in front of them facing each other while doing the podcast.
1: I got to find out about this. But this
0: just adds more questions like oh so he I doesn't know. have to handle recording. Well so who handles the recording? Who sets up the microphones in his house? Do
1: you think he's holding out on me? He might be holding out on that.
0: that's there. what I'm getting at I feel like maybe you're because you were like first in like you get uh-huh. grandfathered into like well when I record with Merlin I don't have to worry about recording at all well, obviously all he takes other, care of everything <laughs> yeah with all his other podcasts I mean maybe his mom comes in and sets it up I don't know yeah she's amazing. She, was, she was in the room in your last podcast I was excited <laughs>
1: so you listened already okay that's cool Did, yeah, is that the I one where we talked about Dick Cheney yes okay we recorded i as you know I'm I'm banking episodes this week oh uh, Dick Cheney okay all right uh you know i don't usually i don't often i don't want to say usually i don't often say this about people but having listened to ooh, half a dozen episodes of that show i think i could be friends with ken jennings i think we have a lot of uh things in common you wish why i got a <laughs> I lot i got a lot that's of friends. A, that's
0: the endearing thing about you you feel like you can be friends with anybody
1: I could be. I'm very easy to get along with, and I'm genuinely interested in other people. like some people,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: it's true. I, I really am. I know. You know what? Well, X how, how, how
0: did you skip that part of your upbringing where you where you uh, have learn, crippling self doubt that prevents you from? Yeah. Where? Where? How come you skipped over that?
1: I mean, I have lots of self doubt, but just not about the parts that you, that you have self doubt about.
0: Yeah, but what parts then? It's not if it's not the part where you interact with other people. Is it just right. like your private self doubt, where it's just you and yourself, and that's where the doubt is? I've never thought
1: about it, but I'll take a crack at it. Um. I have, I have a lot of baseline anxiety about the world, but I don't have a lot. I don't really sweat relationships with other people. It, I, I too think much. that comes
0: from being handsome. That's why I'm going to put that on.
1: I appreciate you saying that. So that's two compliments in one week. You said I sang on key. No, I meant
0: that as an insult. Okay. Ugly people will say, that think that, handsomeness that, that, that counts as an insult.
1: It's like England. Public is private, up is down. <laughs> All
0: right. Yeah, no, I know. That's
1: right. Gosh, New York, man. You guys are crazy. Uh I think well, I mean, who knows? You know, it's like uh, Peter Schaefer says in that play, you know, moments snap together like magnets. Who knows how you turn out the way you turn out? But if you're somebody Schaefer? Did I say it wrong?
0: I thought it was a different guy.
1: Ecklus. Yeah.
0: Who's the guy though?
1: Peter Schaefer, the guy who did Amadeus? All right, all,
0: right. all right, if you say so.
1: No, I don't say so. You say so. You look- I don't. It up. I've
0: never uh, you All right. Go ahead.
1: It's a very I... unusual play. Um but Oh, I got it. I
0: got the picture finally. Jeez.
1: Good, good, good. Finally. Okay. So 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 my guess, here's my guess. My guess is that, you know, I think a lot is made of the fact that people who are in comedy, there's actually a whole podcast about this. People who are in comedy have often been through some kind of trauma or are depressed. Or, or, you know, just some kind of just, you know, baseline sad sack, whatever it is. I think one thing you can say about people who want to be funny, try to be funny, sometimes are funny, is that they are compensating for something. I mean, in the same way that most women of our age were raised to be accommodating and to smile and to bend to to you know to be acceptable. All all the kinds of things. I mean I don't even I can't even think of all of them, but you know what I mean. The way that you didn't even have to really, you don't have to women were raised to be this way. You were raised to like always be the one who went ha 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 and laughed it off and stuff like that. I'm not saying I was in any kind of situation like that, but I think I did learn that I wanted to ingratiate myself to other people. And I wanted to be likable to my peers and to people in authority. Yeah, but, but
0: most people who have that same drive, like that to want people to like them, are terribly insecure about it. But you have the one desire to be liked and not the worry that people won't like you. It feels good. That's one part of
1: my personality that I like. I, I I'm not saying I mean I do want to be liked. I mean, I think anybody wants to be it's like the like Fred Rogers says, right? That's that's your goal in life is to love people and uh show them that they can be loved and that they can love others. That's a great trailer, by the way. But yeah, uh, I saw think that. I think that's uh you know I went into that going like, I can't believe I'm gonna go watch this, you know
0: uh, getcha he gets yeah formula. that guy the gets the super he cuts, music, the, build, the building music,
1: but he cuts through it all, oh my God, um yeah, but no, the funny part is like at some point, maybe I got a little bit of a skin with the internet a little bit, but like i I, I feel like I gained a little bit of mental health when I started to see understand and eventually accept that there's always going to be people who don't like you and maybe even worse. Well, I don't know which is worse. There are going to be people who, like you for, who dislike you for a reason, and there are going to be people who dislike you for no reason, and that you don't really have that much control over that. But you can still try to be the person that you would like to be in a situation. And so that's kind of my, my challenge and thrill, is to try and stay myself even if I'm around people who don't like me.
0: Yeah, I think people ha- have that same struggle with the internet. But then what happens is how it manifests in the real world is like the ghosts of all of those things that happened that you were struggling against make you think that in the real world that you're going to fail. And it seems like in your case, you don't have that crossover. <laughs> They're like,
1: going to laugh at you.
0: Yeah, exactly. But so, which may happen on the internet, but it's like, well, whatever. But you still have the confidence that if you met Ken Jennings, you guys would be buds. Oh, I think we get along
1: great. He's totally into the X-Men.
0: Yeah. No, he seems like a super interesting person, which Mm -hmm. from the perspective of my tribe of people would be saying, okay, well, that means he's never going to be interested in in you. I want to explore this
1: about you. I'm very intrigued by this. You always walk up to the edge of this and you never really explore it. We've talked about this so many times with you and the... You, you get all frustrated that people meet celebrities. You wish that they didn't get to meet celebrities. And then when people say, well, hey, maybe you'd want to go meet a celebrity. I don't say like celebrity, say celebrity. Uh, celebrity. I just, you just
0: pick any person that, that is interesting. Somebody you admire. Like, totally, totally, yeah, totally non-famous somebody person. Somebody you admire just, like, that doesn't know you. Something. Yeah, right? there you
1: go. I don't know a better shorthand than celebrity. But, like, that could be just be something very, very simple. Your, it seems like your natural inclination is to assume, well, first of all, that's probably a terrible person but also definitely uh, that they would not
0: celebrities. Yes. But not for like just people like the, 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 the coworker who's like a, a very smart and witty and interesting. So and funny, you don't
1: right? assume, say that Ken Jennings is like a sex criminal or something.
0: No. Cause he's just, he's a, he came by his celebrity through his smarts. So it's not like, I don't know. He's not the same kind of celebrity where you assume they're like mad with power. Like mm-hmm. that. It's impossible to be Brad Pitt without some scary side effects.
1: Yeah, see, like a a real real celebrity. I mean, uh, like what would I say? Like what would I say? I mean, not Brad Pitt's not the best example, but okay. Like you take a Tom Hanks,
0: like Tom or Hanks, De Niro, De Niro, who I think you wouldn't mm. agree with a lot on. Doesn't he have all sorts of weird opinions about things? Right? He
1: seems very awkward. He seems not very well socialized to me.
0: Right, but you love him in the movies, so he's he in celebrity. like oh, I love you, blah, blah blah. But as a person, probably you don't want to hang out with with Bobby.
1: But you take a Tom Hanks or, say, a Lin-Manuel Miranda. Now, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I don't know how that guy does it. I mean, I've heard him on podcasts. I've seen him in appearances. He is the most game gamer I've ever seen in my life. He is game for whatever happens. He will nerd out twice as hard on whatever that person's nerd. I've heard him on podcasts where some overexcited fan starts singing a song from Hamilton and he joins in, and he doesn't even pause for a second. Every time I see I saw him uh, with Weird Al on one of the TV shows singing the Hamilton Polka, which is very good. And- and I was like, I said, to, I said to my family, like, can you imagine, at this point, that must be like Mick Jagger in satisfaction at this point. He's got to be so sick of the music of Hamilton, but he still gets just as enthusiastic every time. I
0: don't think, know how sick of it is he is at this point, because I, I think that's that's the, that's yeah, the weird thing. Think of the years
1: it. he spent, like,
0: putting it together before we I mean, ever yeah, even heard maybe, it. maybe he's a little bit tired of it, but I think... I don't know. Um, For for the, like, the Mick Jagger or the rock thing, uh, how rock bands come to hate their biggest hits, I think yeah. it's very often because it's not their favorite song. It's just the song that the world liked the best. Yeah. Whereas with Hamilton and Lin-Manuel Miranda, both of which I have only passing familiarity with, my impression is that he really likes all those songs. And he mm-hmm. thinks, yeah, you should like them because they're really good. And I worked hard on them and that's my best work. And yeah. I'm not like... I don't resent it because I think, actually, my second album was better, and people always ask me to sing the one hit from my first album. He's like, people are asking me to sing all the songs from the thing that I think is the best thing that I've ever made. Well, we're getting a
1: little bit off topic, but in looking at these photos of Ken Jennings, who I just looked at on the internet, you see photos of him with Will Wheaton. Now, Will Wheaton um, is somebody who's struggled with this over the years for all of the right reasons. Like, think about what that poor guy's been through, you know? I mean... Think about what he went through on that show, like being a kid. First of all, just being a child actor to begin with just sounds like a terrible experience. But then also now, like he's talked about this, I think, over the years about like the whole like Wesley Crusher thing and people like conflating him with that character and just being very, very unkind. Like that's that's not fun.
0: But yeah, he's um, done a pretty good job to to. And all these people you're mentioning, by the way, I slide into the category of people who probably already have been or conceivably will be on a Jojo cruise. <laughs> Right? Including Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. And Ken Jennings and Weird Al. Yeah. Oh, man. Has Lin-Manuel Miranda been on like, Okay, like, I see what you're yet? saying. He you're saying
1: be. Joko Cruz level famous.
0: Right. And also like a person who is kind of geeky and interesting and game to yeah. go on a boat full of a bunch of nerds and do nerd things. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And so that, those, those are all those people. I don't know if Weird Al's been on Joker. He's probably too big for a Joker. He's probably too
1: big for that. that. He did a cameo on the Brothers TV show. Okay, but, but what I'm trying to say here is, and I want to get back to your afflictions in a second, is that I'm not saying I want to be great pals with Ken Jennings. I don't have time for friends. But I'm saying I think we would get along
0: if we met, right, exactly. Like if you if you had a chance encounter, you'd hang out and you would enjoy Kelly's company for a night, and that would be fine.
1: I think we would. I think we would have fun, and we would we would be a little geeky, and we'd probably parry a little bit, and then we would go our separate ways. So thank you very much. See you later. Follow me on Instagram.
0: Right, and I can't even I can't even visualize that kind of interaction. <laughs>
1: really? Not at all.
0: <laughs> no. Huh. It's conditioning. Like that's what I'm saying. Is I think you were conditioned by your general acceptableness. In your childhood, <laughs> to believe that most of your personal action, uh, interactions will be successful. Not no! that they're going to become lifelong friendships Oh my friendships. God,
1: I did not get that till
0: well after college. Oh, I don't know how, how awkward. You were You were a very handsome little boy, too, so I don't I know how wasn't that handsome. I was pudgy. I was weird. Hey, we're not pudgy. I have not People seen a single pudgy picture Really? Of you. Well, let's pull out the flicker. Yeah, them. go find Pudge. I see a little bit of bull bowl haircut, but that's it. It's the 70s. What can you expect? Okay. By the way, picture mm. in your iMessage is their podcasting setup. Do you see it? That's John's house, right? I mean, that, maybe? That's that, same, that's that same table in front of those two windows. So who paid for all that? Well, no, the question is, who sets it up? That's John's computer right there. It's a stupid iMac that he got from his, uh, from his Jason uh, Finn, musician right? guy uh, that yeah. he created the bag for, right? That's his house <laughs> with two microphones. This is what's happening. This is why so you should sh- never put photos on the internet. No, but what I'm saying is you you are recording everything, and exalping no. him from having to record. Meanwhile, for his other podcast, an entire studio worth of, like, Marco-level equipment and SMB7s or I whatever see some those things chairs. are. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, like, does he have roadies? You think there are roadies in
1: his house? I think what probably happens is his big-shot podcast operation comes out, some kid, you know, it could be Adam. It could be um, <laughs> it could, be, it could be Adam that he does the, the the war show with. But I bet somebody comes out there with a digital recorder, hooks everything up, and then just records it to two tracks and then they probably do six at six at a pass don't you think i mean don't they put out twice a They're week long, or something like that? though
0: like the both the shows both the war show and an omnibus well omnibus is maybe an hour war show was like an hour 30
1: can't believe he's doing all that
0: yeah but i'm saying he's got a lot of pockets he's missing a tooth but he's got plenty of podcast equipment
1: <laughs> you think i'm getting gaslit
0: I, no, I think I think you just you were the first, you were the pioneer, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Right, mm-hmm. and then but then subse- subsequently he is uh, he is convinced that he has to do things in a different way. Mm-hmm. But your show gets grandfathered in in the old way, right? Mm-hmm. No, I, I see. I'm I see not what saying. You it's a poverty anything. of
1: diminished expectations on both our parts.
0: Or just maybe it's just tradition at this point. Like he feels like hmm. those are those are the commercial shows, and you're like the real the real deal, right?
1: Mm, oh, now, back, I'm the one keeps
0: He's got to get a Bumblebee and put it on his chest in a bathtub. Hmm. His Bumblebee mic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. he broke that. I forget.
1: <sighs> I anyway, the point is furs. he's got a lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: And uh, point is, uh, I, see, here's the thing. I don't know if, uh, I know that you expect Ken Jennings and you would uh, have a nice little interaction and go your separate ways. I'm not sure if that would actually happen. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that no matter what happened, you would believe that it happened, which is the best way to be. What does that
1: even mean? What does that mean?
0: It means that, like, you bump into Ken Jennings and you guys hang out and talk, and then you know, I I go to I go to
1: Seattle for some reason. I see Roderick. I hang out with Roderick, and maybe I run into Ken Jennings.
0: Yeah, and you hang out for a lunch, and then whatever, right? Yeah, you move on. And you would say, oh, we had fun. Ken was cool, hmm. and uh, we had fun together. And, and you, so if someone asks you, do you think Ken likes you? You'd be like, yeah, I think he likes me. Like, Not that we're hmm. friends. We're not going to get married, but it's like, I think we had fun, right? Not that he likes me, but I bet we get along. Right, exactly. Uh, and I think you would believe that regardless of whether Ken thought you were a cool guy or Ken went back to his oh, house really? and said, boy, that, that's boy, very... that Merlin guy, wow. I hope John never invites him over again because he gets under my skin. That is super
1: interesting. Wow. That's, you got a meta affliction. That's super interesting.
0: <laughs> All right. So, yeah. And and you just I just can't imagine
1: somebody else having a good time.
0: No, 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 no. But, no, uh, but no, 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 no. So the other, the reverse of that is the my thing is, regardless <laughs> of how it went, you would think, Ken Jang hates me. Hmm. And I think John is in my camp, actually. I'm not sure. It's hard, it's hard to read. You know him better than I do. But what do you no think? John Roderick? Yeah. Hmm. Does he come away thinking everyone he interacts with secretly hates him? kind of get that vibe sometimes
1: oh um i think it's mixed i mean you know he used to say that you know part of his whole velton was that uh he belonged in every room that he entered mm-hmm.
0: yeah i know he does he does put on that front but i'm wondering if when he goes back and is, is uh debating his NREM rem sleep and his rem sleep if he's thinking about all the people who he interacted with that day and how they all secretly hate him
1: okay um wait now remind me you've met
0: john nope okay all right well, uh define meat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I um, I have uh, I have watched him sing live multiple times. Okay. Right? Uh and in some of those scenarios, I was close enough that I could have untied his shoes. <laughs> <But the laughs> he never meeting. would have seen it coming. Uh, he would have seen it coming. It was two feet away from him.
1: Yeah, but tall guys don't move very fast all the time, you know? He's,
0: when he's doing those solos, he's moving around the stage. Yeah, swinging his glasses around.
1: All right, okay.
0: No, I didn't, but I didn't mean I didn't stay after the show to introduce <sighs> okay. myself. No, because he probably wouldn't like you. No. <laughs> you Never stay after to you introduce yourself. He's got a million people, hey. a million hangers on trying to say hi to him at that point. you got to get out of there.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right. <laughs> This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Away. You can learn more about Away right now by going to awaytravel.com slash diffs. Away are a team of thinkers, seekers, and designers, and that's why they've made smart premium suitcases for under $300 so your luggage doesn't cost more than your plane ticket. That's pretty good. They should use that. And what do you need most when you're traveling? You need more battery, more battery, more battery. When you buy an Away suitcase, you can charge all your devices while you travel. This is so clever. Both sizes of the carry-on feature USB ports with a battery large enough to charge your phone five, five, five times from a single charge. So you go to awaytravel.com slash diffs now and you can browse Away suitcases, all made with premium German polycarbonate, which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance. It's still very lightweight. You can choose. Oh, there's so many choices. Choose from 10 colors and five sizes. You got the carry on. You got the bigger carry on. You got the medium. You got the large or the kids carry on for the little travelers among us. They've cut out the middleman so you can get your first class luggage at coach prices. That's another good one. They're good at this. Away suitcases have a patent pending compression system, which is great if you're an overpacker, along with four 360 degree spinner wheels. Ways carry-ons are compliant with all major U.S. airlines while still maximizing the amount that you can pack. And you know what's cool? They got little TSA combination locks built right in. They also feature a removable washable laundry bag so you can separate your clean clothes from your worn clothes. Now, here's the thing. I can speak to this. My family just got back from a little bit of travel and uh, I used my Away suitcase. I love it to death. I used it to charge things. I used it to hold way too many clothes. I couldn't believe how much I was able to fit into it. And to be honest, now my daughter covets it. Her, uh, her suitcase is kind of falling apart and she really wants mine. So I may have to pop for another one of these, which I will uh, pretty happily do because I've been really happy with this thing. You can just bang the crap out of it and it looks great. They didn't tell me to say that, but you know, it, it really is. Uh, it's true. You see, Away believes in the quality of their products, and that's why they offer a lifetime guarantee. If anything breaks, they'll fix or replace it for life. Life? Wow. They also have a 100-day trial with a no-questions-asked return policy, with free shipping on any order within the lower 48 states of the U.S. So please, go. You travel smarter with the suitcase that charges your phone. Find out more right now. You go to awaytravel.com diffs if you use that very special offer code DIFFS, that's D-I-F-F-S at checkout, you're going to get $20 off any of their suitcases. That's awaytravel.com slash DIFFS. Offer code DIFFS for $20 off. Our thanks to Away for supporting reconcilable differences and all of Relay FM. Boy, look at this flickers. quite a trip. Look at that. Oh, look at that. A picture, a reflection of Andy Bowers in an old iPhone. Wow. Look at that.
0: That's so cool. I finally got, I finally got into Flickr, and so far I have not been able to see any of your pictures because this interface is is inscrutable. I'm going to go to PhotoStream. Stream. Up oh, there, yep, there's my computers. Uh, there's that computer picture, and there are the books. Is that really all I have? Try going to the URL. View all. Do I have any hidden pictures? Nope. I've got the two pictures on Flip. You got Flickr. you got the, you got the two pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And where? How do I get to your pictures? You? I just sent you a URL. But you you've added me as like a friend you but a that doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you show up anywhere on my page i would have to still go to your url
1: well i guess i mean you just go to the internet yeah
0: as angry young dad merlin in your little avatar picture you are you got pro you got merlin man
1: pro well, i gotta I get my high-res versions i used to use a camera like a person
0: mm. yeah i think i've looked through your Flickr in the past because you said go me to the, the albums
1: there's good stuff in albums
0: there you go, your, albums. Your wow, little, look at that. a little tiny baby. Look What's at it?
1: that baby. What a baby.
0: She has such a chunk face. I know,
1: I know. Oh, man. <laughs>
0: Angelina Jolie, pregnant again?
1: Oh, yeah, that was a thing I did for a while. She looks so pregnant. <laughs> yeah, bump watch. Friends worry, Britney's pregnant. Nicole you have actual pictures
0: of your wife pregnant, mixed in. With well, you're family, so,
1: so be careful. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well,
0: should I not click on those? Do I, I don't, don't wanna... know, man.
1: Void contrade. Be careful.
0: All
1: right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Uh, Flickr. Essentially, the Millennium Falcon. Uh Huh?
0: Yeah, so you used to, this is the thing you used to do, is you'd, you'd post, like, you were basically using Flickr like Instagram, because if you look like, that, at these pictures. That, that's
1: kind of where I was going with this, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you are more organized in Flickr because here you have albums that you've made and stuff. But uh, actually, I don't know if you know this, but Instagram lets you put multiple pictures in a single picture now. So you okay. can swipe sideways between them. Okay. That's a bad interface. I always forget that you can do that. But sometimes there's two pictures of a dog and you may just be looking at one.
1: Hmm. Kind of like the way Twitter will do up to four.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure what the limit is in, on Instagram. Um, But some of these little albums that have like, you know, five photos in them or two photos, that's this Instagram post right there.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm much less inclined to post all kinds of things nowadays. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I see. I, you know, I see the appeal. When we get off this, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna finish watching Millennium Actress, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna sign up for Insta. Oh. What is it? Insta instantaneous gramophone. I'm gonna sign up for us.
0: Yeah, and so looking at some of your pictures, I'm also realizing one of the things that I often regret, which is uh, for the past. You know, once I started going out to California, it's like broke glass on that thing managed to get myself to fly on a plane for six hours year Mm -hmm. after year Um, i would go to those things whether it's it was always wwc i guess but uh and i'd hang out with all these people but i didn't bring any kind of camera with me for a long time Mm -hmm. and i had like either an iphone or an ipod touch that had a camera but the cameras back then weren't that good especially in low light where you'd find yourself and so i don't have lots of sort of photographic memories of these trips at all. Right? Well it and goes so,
1: it goes it goes by really fast.
0: It is a week, but like I, I'm looking at these pictures. But I mean like, doesn't it
1: feel like you're so swept away and time time is so strange and you like you don't remember what happened in what order at all just and there's just such yeah. a parade of people.
0: That's why you need the pictures. I saw you on a bunch of those trips too. I have no pictures of those things of, of young young Merlin, right? Mm-hmm. So like, young here's so pictures handsome. of 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 you know young Gruber with his young person, with his hair. big fro, yeah, yeah, and uh, like everybody, everybody looks, and and uh, like I was there that year, but I don't have any pictures of it, so I feel like I just need to harvest pictures from other people's collections to say, yeah, I'm out of frame to the left, but I didn't take any pictures, so I'm I'm trying to be better about that. Last year, I actually took some pictures. This, uh, last year, I bought my big camera. Yeah, this year I'm definitely bringing my big camera because I think it was a good move. Yep, yep,
1: yep, yep. No, the funny part is actually. Um, I don't know. There's probably a lot of master's thesis that theses out there about this at this point. But I think about like something, I mean, I've got so many photos. This is like an old Scott Simpson bit, but I've got so many photos of like signs with misspellings or, or bad wording or where something that's meant to be bold is in quotation marks. I go, <laughs> I've got, I've got hundreds and hundreds of those, but then there'll be a period where I've got one, one good photo of my kid from a three month period since the post baby era. And like the, the, the funny part is though, it used to be, When I was a kid, there would always be some annoying relative with the Kodak going, okay, everybody get together, let's get a photo. And you groan and go, Oh, you know, Aunt Shirley, we don't want to do that. But you had those photos because there was always somebody there to corral everybody. And now that I'm not I'm not involved in like internet photo culture, like I don't always think to do that. There have been periods in my life, I'll be honest, I used to be much more of an exhibitionist, more in the Flickr era and the social when social media was fun. Where I would like go take tons of pictures at an event and put them up, and now like I just I just I got to remember I got to make myself remember. That's a fun outfit this morning. That's a crazy thing she did with her hair. Like I got to take a picture of that. I'm trying to make myself do it more, and it's more difficult than I had expected. Whereas I take 50 pictures of the cat a day.
0: Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Obviously, that's the cliche of like you take so many pictures when they're young, and as they get older, you stop taking as many pictures, and you realize like the yearly picture that you take is like the only picture you have. Of them, I, I try to be better about it too. I find myself more often taking a picture of things that they've done, like mm-hmm. taking pictures of my daughter's yeah, yeah, yeah. Art, a product, artwork or a work product. <laughs> yeah. Or, or children at work, taking a picture of my son curled up on the couch with his iPad and the way that he always curls up just because someday he won't curl up like that anymore. And we'll, right. I'll, i want a picture of it and mostly doing that on my phone. Cause that's what I have. Uh, but that's why I, it's one of the most valuable One of the things I value most about our vacations is that it is an opportunity where I I know I'm going to be taking a ton of pictures. So I know that even though I don't take pictures of anything for the entire year, for a couple weeks during the summer, I will have 2,000 pictures of what my kids look like. So at very least, every year, I have 2,000 pictures of my kids.
1: Can you see the thing I just sent you in text messages? Uh, The album It's It's on my wife's account.
0: Milestone, yep you see those? Mm-hmm.
1: I wish we'd kept doing that.
0: Or you put it, you're just putting her on the same, it's a different couch, I guess, but you're no, putting her same, well, somewhere. No, well, in you one the, case, we of got out the town. red cushion. We were out of the town. The six-month-old one.
1: That one, yeah. 6 months old she was sick. That's in Sarasota. But no, we were so good about it for a while, and then we really dropped off. Look at that, man. We should have kept doing this. Look at that, I am two years old today. Look at that face.
0: So Casey does that with his kids. He, they, he, puts him in the corner of his big couch mm-hmm. and then he puts a whiteboard to oh, that's uh, next fine. to them and says, today I am X weeks old. And they do like, I am, you know, learning to grab my toes, eating solid foods or whatever. I like to. And, you know, like they have like this sort of format for what they write on the that's whiteboard. That's really
1: smart. That's so smart.
0: And they did it like every couple of weeks with their first kid. And then, <laughs> you know, after that every couple of months. And, but then now they have the new baby and they're starting it up again. Having a routine like that will force you to take pictures at intervals so you can compare same thing with vacations for us because we you know christmas we take a lot of pictures the 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 beach vacation in the summer we take a lot of pictures obviously any other vacations like if we go somewhere like london or san francisco with the family lots of pictures and then every year we do formal portraits ostensibly for the christmas cards you get one of those that so you should see some sure do. Them, right yeah um but that's we have tons of formal pictures like and that happens usually you know sometime before the holidays so we do have yearly pictures of the kids uh of many varieties so if i wanted to see what my son looked like every year since he was born mm-hmm. we have that We they're labeled as formal and like you know our photo collection we can go through the formal pictures and you can see it and it's not the same background it's not the same pose you know it's not a direct comparison but it's enough to make sure like i'm not i'm not losing years of my kid's life the one thing i feel like i am losing though is I don't think I took enough video. I think I was afraid oh, about this. So
1: I have so much from the area era of the flip camera. I have so much great video, and it drops off precipitously after that.
0: Yeah, and the flip, you know, all the, as the standard F video is looking pretty grim. But this, you know, the kids have unfortunately not born at the right time.
1: Yeah, but I mean, but it was it's the it's the camera you got, and it was there for so much there for her first steps. Like it was there was it was it was just so perfect. And being a single purpose device actually was perfect for that.
0: Yeah, I kind of miss. Like, I didn't get enough videos of all the little, like, interactions I had, like, a million times. I think I about just this record day. my
1: kid talking for an hour every week. Yeah, I don't know no, what's exactly. wrong with me. Yeah.
0: Well, like, I used to I used to take my, take both my kids, but, you know, my son was the the first. Take him in his stroller to the park that we live near. And he would go on the swings and play on the playground and it'd be hot in the summertime and stuff. And then we'd pack a lunch and then we'd go sit at this little, like, uh cement chess table, you know, they have those in a park, like the entire table is made out of cement. It's cemented into the ground. It's on a cement pedestal and yes. the table itself is a slab of cement and it has a a chessboard or a checkerboard yeah, absolutely. like embedded in it with like, you know, different color cement or whatever. And that was like kind of off to the side in the shade and we'd be hot, but the cement would still be cool from cooling down at night. And we'd sit there and we'd unpack the lunch and he would sit across from me at the little chess table and he would eat a little lunch and, you know, we would talk about whatever things we were talking about. I must have done that a thousand times. Mm-hmm. That exact, you know, take him to the park, go on the swings, bring the lunch, eat the lunch, and the thing. Never took a picture of it. Never recorded it in a video. And in some ways, you're like, oh, it's great. You were in the moment the whole time. It's like, yeah, I was. But maybe one out of a thousand times, I could have taken some pictures or recorded some video. I don't think that would have. <laughs> I know. I know. The ones, the, the ones you get are often like an
1: accident or a nonce. Like like you accidentally got this. We um the plague. There's a there's a park near our house and with a playground. And long story short, they did a big renovation at the park. It took like two years longer than they expected. But I'll I'll never forget. Oh, guys. Walking by the day that they wrecked the, they finally brought down the playground that would two years later eventually be a different playground. But it was like, my daughter thought I was such a weirdo. I was just sobbing because there were so many things I had associated with that. And I have a few pictures of that you know um but like i you know i did that's that's gone now like there's so many things like that whether that's just like a little cafe that went away the place we used to get dinner on friday nights is a different place now it's just i don't know i mean it's the ultimate boring dad thing but like but then on the other hand you don't want to be a weirdo you don't want to become some compulsive person that's just feeling you're recording every
0: aspect of your life yeah
1: i mean people have been talking about this for 30 years the dad who goes to disneyland and like it becomes your way of not interacting with the family to just be the person looking through the The you know viewfinder, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to sort the
0: difference there because I I am the person constantly taking pictures, but I also feel like I'm I'm also there. That's that's gotten
1: so much better. You don't have to have you don't have to have a a VHS machine on a strap anymore.
0: Yeah, I just have the camera, and I am constantly taking pictures. But my my type of picture taking that I take is my favorite is to take pictures of people who don't know they're having their photo taken. Absolutely. candid shots right yes which means that i'm not actually that much in their face but i mean i think i'm probably the worst at weddings i realized that when i, I went to my cousin's wedding recently and it's not you know it's not my wedding and, and my cousin she had a wedding photographer obviously i'm not the wedding photographer the wedding photographer is the way i'm just in you know in the audience right? right or i'm at my table at the reception or whatever but i don't really like weddings and i don't really want to participate in any of the of the celebration of, of the wedding but i will love taking pictures of other people participating in the traditional things that you do at weddings. So a bunch of families there, they're hanging out with each other, they're talking, they're laughing. Uh, Obviously the wedding photographer is getting most of the pictures of the bride and groom because, you know, they're in position to do all that stuff. But i got a couple pictures of them too. Everyone's down the dance floor. They
1: suck. I mean, it's just, but like, like I, I think I sent you some from when my niece got married not too long ago, but I got some really good photos with the, at the point, at that point, I think I had an iPhone eight, but I got so many good, good um, snaps of like, you know, just basically. I don't know, I'll don't send you these. It's like it's like when the wedding photographer was shooting the photo, and I was just shooting it like at an oblique angle, and mine are kind of more fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, because well, it's the same. The wedding photographer is the one that has the wherewithal and sort of the right to set up in the middle of the aisle, like to get the bride and groom coming down. Like that's their job. They have to be in the places where no one who's attending the wedding should ever be only the wedding photographer should be in these angles to get like the good pictures right 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 right. so i can't it's not much of a picture i can get from like the 17th row back in the audience there. and i'm not gonna take a picture i do like one picture and then it's like okay well i'm just here you know and for the reception you can move around a little bit for the same thing like the first dance and stuff mm-hmm. the wedding photographer's right there right on top of the no, couple for the first dance. part of the
1: dance yeah
0: right um and i'm way on the perimeter at my table with you know whatever table i'm assigned at but I'm getting pictures of people who are around my table. I'm getting pictures of the people who are not currently the stars of the wedding. You know, uh, you know, bridesmaids and groomsmen and stuff. Yeah, and grandparents and things like that. Um, Those are going to be the ones you really treasure. Me...
1: You got a million photos of of the first dance, but like like a funny conversation where like you might not find out till years later. Oh my gosh, you never realized that grandpa talked to this friend of yours that day, and like you've got a photo of that. You know, one one great thing that came along. I, I want to. F- I feel like in the '90s, whoever had that idea of getting. A terrible name. Disposable cameras, but putting like a Kodak little paper, or cardboard camera on every table, that was such a good idea. You know, to crowdsource the actual celebration was such a great idea.
0: I think it sounds like a great idea, but I wonder what the quality of the pictures that came. I mean, I guess it's good that you have any pictures. I think it's in the category of like, look, you weren't going to have any of these pictures. You didn't even know what was going on at this table. But
1: you're going to get little surprises. I mean, what's it cost you to do that versus the thousands you spent on a stupid professional photographer? Like for that, let's say you spent 200 bucks. You're going to get at least 10 photos out of there that are going to be very
0: memorable. Yeah.
1: That you couldn't have gotten, you know? Wisdom of crowds.
0: Yeah, but so for the wedding things though, it's mostly because it gives me something to do during the whole wedding ceremony. You don't, there's you don't have always to talk to people, pictures to find be out taken. They don't like you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm always looking for a good picture and taking a bunch of pictures, and they're not. For, although I did a little bit of this. You're the kid in the family. iPad
1: commercial. That's you.
0: Yeah, sometimes, but I think. But my family also now is trying to use me as their family photographer. So they're like, "Oh, take a picture of these two people. Oh, take a picture." Like I'm their photographer for hire. Like, (laughs) they're basically they're making me take pose pictures. Like, oh, we never see this uncle and this aunt. So take a picture of them together. Oh, I want a picture of this family making people pose in front of me, which is not my strength. Like I'm not. I don't know much about photography. I don't know how to take a good pose for like so much pressure to well, me you haven't to had like that,
1: professional training but you've got ojt like you've done a lot of this
0: i i yeah i and i know i know what makes a good picture uh i just can't always make it happen in the camera so when they say oh wait a second uh these two people stand here okay take a picture of them i'd be like first of all i would never choose to take this picture where it is and second of all i have little confidence that i'm going to take a picture that's going to be you know in focus exposed correctly and like just competent yeah, but I mean, like there's there's this, this moment.
1: there's I I can't believe how often I have to say this to people. Like if I'm at somewhere like the meetup and somebody wants to take a photo, I can't believe there's stuff that not everybody knows yet. Which is you know number one, whoa whoa whoa, we're backlit. Like don't do that. You want the light to be on us. And I can't believe how how often I have to say to somebody taking a photograph, whether it's a selfie or a friend, a third party, take three, take at least three. Never take one photo. Because, like, I can pretty much guarantee you there will be one that is twice as good as the other two. But you won't know unless you take, like, three. And don't do brr mode. But, I mean, do like, do, like, three to five of every shot. I, I learned this when I was spending a lot of time with the DSLR. And it turned out to be 100% true. There would be one. If you got lucky, you take, you know, three, five, ten of a given thing you want to photograph. There will be one. That's the perfect angle, the perfect, uh, in, you know, perfectly in focus, the lighting just right. Something special happened. And you wouldn't know that if you just went click, next thing, click, next click. It doesn't cost you anything to take tons of photos and you will. And I know I, you must do this because of the way you, I, I know you do your photos. You do multiples, right?
0: Yeah. And I think actually that has gotten better. I've seen in, uh, like, for example, when we were in London and we asked a random stranger to take a picture of my wife and I because we were the only ones there. The person I didn't have to tell that person to take five because they were using a phone, like they're using our phone to take the picture. Right, right, right. I think now that it's not film and everybody has phones, I I think people are on the same page with you finally about take multiple because they'll they'll never take just one. They'll take. You know, tap, 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 and then you'll go and you'll. The, the tradition is you take the phone back and you go swipe, 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 and you look through them and you give the thumbs up if they if you feel. Yeah, like Yeah, I always they got hand it
1: back to them and say, "You want to check these out?" and have me take more, <laughs> I can do more. Yeah,
0: p- people don't want that much of an interaction, even if the photos are are terrible. They just because <laughs> sometimes don't have your, that happens. Back to
1: your room, we'll look at them together.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. No, I've, I in London, a couple of people took pictures of the two of us, like in front of Big Ben or whatever. Who just. Like we're way off in the corner of the frame and my head is cut off. Like, it's just, all right, well, great, good, thumbs up. Like like all
1: the things that you would see, like you went to, you went to Disney as a kid, right? Yep. But Kodak, there were all these like the little Kodak things, but Kodak had this cool little booklet of, that I I feel like was very important to me. Kodak had this awesome little booklet, a freebie giveaway that would say like, here's some stuff to know about taking snapshots, like (laughs) avoid antlers. Like, be careful that there's not something coming out of the person's head, you know? And then they would show a bad example of that and a good example of that. Like, there's a lot of light poles at Disney World. Like, don't have that coming out of somebody's head. You know, be aware of what's in the background. Be be aware of lighting, you know? Be aware of, like, you know, is this person clear? But it was such... A, I was, like, eight years old, but I think that still had a huge impact on me in terms of, like, oh, this is actually a really easy error to avoid.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure people have, have caught up with those. The multiple they've got, but... I don't think they've got no backlight. I don't think they got to avoid the flash. I don't think they've got to get oh, people the in the frame. I God. I don't, I don't think they've got like, don't include, uh, I mean, I guess maybe with, with walking back and forth, think for like, where you ask someone to take a picture of you and it's like 99% background. And then you are like oh, somewhere. I know. I know. In the frame. Like just
1: basic rule of third stuff. But you know, the way that like people like Todd and Stu are about like turning off motion smoothing. I, I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of me with flash where it's like this is 2018 guy like, a flash photo in a theater is bad in, like, at least three ways. I mean, it's very annoying to other people. Uh, it's not going to improve your shot. The area that that sh- – I mean, you, ha- you want to tell people you can't because you don't want to be a psychopath. But the area <laughs> that your flash is covering is maybe the next two rows in front of you. Basically, what you're going to get is a blast of light that disrupts it for everybody, but you're not going to get to see Shamu any better. <laughs> but, like, you know, you can't tell people. These people. Oh. <sighs> I should take more photos. I sent you that uh, John Dickerson essay.
0: Oh, I can't take a decent picture of my kid anymore. I can no
1: longer. I can no longer get a decent photograph of my children. It's a very good piece. They refuse to be frozen in time, and so I can feel time slipping through my fingers. That sounds like you. <laughs> you can't. You can't get your son to be. My daughter has this face that she now regards as funny. That's like her funny, <laughs> and she she looks really deranged. She looks like there's. She looks like she's like oh, there's that. Um, I think it's Angus Young on the cover of this one ACDC album is what she looks like, like, and she keeps making this face. I'm like, stop doing that. You look like Mr. Hyde. Like, can't you just, you know, smile? (laughs) I'm the worst. Oh, stupid baby ruined my life. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash diffs. Make your next move with Squarespace because with Squarespace, you can easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and so much more. Maybe you want to create an online store or a portfolio or a blog. Well, Squarespace is an all-in-one platform. It lets you do just that, any of that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, and no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got you covered. They even have award-winning 24 by seven customer support. If you ever need any help, they let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I love that all of their templates are responsive. That means they're going to look great on every device or dingus. I have to tell you, as I sit here today, Having used Squarespace for I don't even know how many years. I think I have four different sites on Squarespace. I just love how little time I have to spend on it. Once your site is set up, and you know, you might have a site in like, what, an hour. You've got a really great site up. It's so easy to just go in, make your little tweaks. So easy. You get in, you get out, you get back to your life thanks to Squarespace. Squarespace plans start at just $12 per month, but you can start a free trial right now with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash diffs. And when you dis- decide to sign up, please do use the very special offer code diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. That's going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And it will show your support for reconcilable differences. Once again, that's squarespace.com/slash diffs, offer code diffs D-I-F-F-S for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM Squarespace. Make your next move make your next website. Maybe it's a hallmark of my maturity and my growing up that I no longer uh, enjoy pursuing schadenfreude when I have the opportunity. I find ultimately it's not very enriching or good for the soul, but there is this small little part of my brain that's like, oh man, you guys, are are we still doing Facebook? Like, I was making jokes about Facebook. I I realized I went, so as we'll get to in a second, I did log into Facebook today. And so I stopped using Facebook in pretty much any form or fashion over 10 years ago. I think I mostly deactivated my account as far as I can tell in about 2010. And then for reasons we'll get into in a second, I I went in actually twice today. But like, there's just this part of me that's like, and you know, and I, I take the note about how it's a privilege to be able to get off Facebook. You guys, you know, in some countries, Facebook is the internet. Well, you know, we also have clean water here and that's a privilege. And I'm going to go for the clean water rather than the poopy water. That's a privilege that I will happily take. You know, <laughs> I don't think we have to tell people that there's solidarity in staying on Facebook just because that's what they get in Ghana. But I just, I, I have to say, like I, I'm still struggling a little bit with why it's this difficult for people to fully grok why almost every aspect of Facebook is kind of a bad idea at this point. And, and I'm trying not to gloat about it. I'm certainly not going to talk about it publicly. I'm going to talk about it here because nobody will hear it. But like, I, I don't I don't understand the agita of people who are st- still using Facebook, still feeling weird or bad about it. Why are people still using Facebook? Is it really the only way that they can stay in touch with their family? That seems to be the most salient argument I can hear. But after what we've learned, if you watch the Channel 4 video about Cambridge Analytica, why are people on Facebook, John? What's happening? Am I completely out of my depth here?
0: What's happening? So there's two parts of this I think I want to talk about. First is the whole idea of, like, well, uh, for many people, Facebook is the internet, so it's a privilege to be able to get rid of it. I mostly understand where they're coming from, but the uh, the, the follow-up, uh, the implied follow-up, and sometimes the explicit follow-up. I saw some tweets today where people explicitly said, therefore, what we should be trying to do instead is to make Facebook better by passing regulations or whatever. Um, and I'm all for more regulations to protect user privacy, but I am against the notion that Facebook is an immovable institution and our only recourse is to improve Facebook. Burn Facebook to the ground. It is not immovable. Like, I don't want to make a Facebook better, right? I want Facebook to disappear. Uh, and I do want regulations to apply to the next thing that comes to replace Facebook. But I don't, I don't accept the permanence of Facebook as a thing that can, in the same way that I didn't accept the permanence of Windows and was eventually proven right, uh, albeit by the, the rise of the mobile phone and not by the defeat of Windows in the personal computer market space, I don't accept the immobility of Facebook, and therefore I recoil against any notion of improving Facebook. It's not my job to prove Facebook. Well, like, and I don't and, use and
1: So, but I mean, is the implication? And I'm, I'm not trying to be unnecessarily what classist white. But like the implication is, so, so what people are saying, I think, and I understand, I think I understand why they're saying it. They're saying like, so there's the whole delete Facebook thing. Well, it's hard for me to delete Facebook. Like I said to my lady, there's a couple things where the only way I can log in is with Facebook. Cause that's what they picked for OAuth. I can't delete it. And B, I can't delete it cause I don't want my name to go away. Like I'm not going to delete it, but the impl- what people seem to be saying is that, oh, you, you people, you know, in, in the United States, have the option of quitting Facebook. Facebook, they're saying, is something close to infrastructure in some countries. And so what you're getting from that is, and therefore, we must rehabilitate Facebook. Otherwise, they lose the internet. Is that the implication?
0: Right. So the the thing about it being the internet, like, I think for a lot of people in America, it is the internet. But we know that in America, it's not actually the internet. It's just the thing that so many people are on, like the network effects are strong and so on and so forth. But if Facebook blinked out of existence tomorrow, people would look around, be older for a little bit, but they would continue to have access to the internet. I think, you, and I think I-
1: in 1997, you could have made the case that for a lot of people, AOL was the internet in a much more salient way. In that yeah. not only was it the walled garden, but I mean, it had it, once it got the internet, whenever that was, 95, 96, 97, but it also was how you got onto the internet. That, to me, I buy that as well that's how you get on the internet but just because that's where all your family is well i mean and what what are the running google's the one running blimps for wi-fi right like <laughs> what is what is it that makes yeah. facebook the internet for some places
0: yeah and so I, I didn't pursue those tweets that much but i was thinking that what they were getting at was maybe like i mean maybe i don't think it applies to facebook but for example in some authoritarian regime where there is some state-run thing that you that you must go through to get to the internet, like pr- pretend there was like a, a Chinese equivalent of Facebook, which there may very well be, or maybe it is Facebook out right there. I don't even know. I don't think it is though. Um, that that is the internet because so much of the actual immovable infrastructure that can't change because an authoritarian government forbids it from changing right. requires the use of the service and not participating in the service would be like not participating in the banking system. Like, along the lines not like the of the I participating, w- I I won't use cash and right. I won't use the banking system. Like, because they are, it's not just like they're the successful company, but it's like some kind of, you know, government thing with, you know, people in tanks and a single party ruled dictatorship is causing that to be, I don't know if that's true of Facebook anywhere. Uh, there may <sighs> be equivalents to that, but I don't think there's any place where like literally if, if you were told that you can't have a Facebook account, you would have the inability to use the web. Now I can see how it would feel like that because you're like, well, the only reason i ever go on the internet yeah
1: i i don't know enough to say and i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to poke the dragon but i mean could is are they talking about something along the lines of twitter in the arab spring i mean are, are they're not really saying that are they are they saying am i misunderstanding are they saying that in some places regions or countries wherever facebook is the only tunnel that gets you onto what we yeah, call the get, internet
0: right to get onto the open internet. i, I don't think that's the case well either, then it wouldn't be but, the open internet that would just be yeah I, I, anyway. I mean, so I feel like okay, those places so have one. bigger, those people, yeah, those places have bigger problems because your real problem is your authoritarian government and not so much the the fact that Facebook is the only way on the internet. Like, uh, And this gets to the second part of this, this whole problem, which is even within the U.S., um, you're getting like, why why are people still on Facebook? To get back to your question, like, why why are people still using those and everybody knows how bad it is, so on and so forth. Uh, And you're like, even before the events of recent times with Cambridge Analytica, right? Mm -hmm. So the reason everybody's on Facebook and the reason everyone will continue to be on Facebook is because all of the things that we are concerned about are either too abstract or below the level of concern of all the people who use Facebook, Mm -hmm. right? That the consequences are not real or are too distant. Or are not,
1: or are not, or they're not. I mean, I, I wish we, we really need to find a, an analogy to replace the frog in boiling water because it's such a good analogy. But that's really what we're talking about here is there's there's a thousand cuts. This is not, this is not the first, this is not the eighth, this is not the 35th thing that makes you go ugh about Facebook in the last 10 years. It's It's been coming for a long time. It's just that not, there's not any single one cut that takes off a limb, and therefore you put the band-aid on and say, well, I got to get back into my you know roller derby group or whatever.
0: But the frog in boiling water eventually boils. This water will never come to a boil and will never kill the frog, because all the people who use Facebook will never care how much of their... Information that they enter in Facebook is being used and sold to other people. They will never care. There is no amount of information that they enter in Facebook that they will ever care about Facebook giving to other people. Like that's that's the the problem because they've got nothing to hide. It's don't like it's about not life, it's not, address, not
1: addressable to right. them. Like it's not even something that would ever yeah, like how
0: does how does that affect my life? Yes. Yeah, so what they sold my stuff to advertisers. Everybody knows all about my stuff anyway. Yeah. Right. So what they're tracking my all my locations so they could send me ads. Right. I don't care. Like 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 Max
1: know. pointed out, like the CNN comes out to your house and says, you know, you organized this whole protest about trump that you know that was all done by russians they're like i don't do anything with russians this similar kind of thing where you're like i, I don't even see the association there's no yeah, way
0: or e- even the consequences of you know all oh, these services are feeding you information that 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 is you know false or that they, they don't care like that's the the problem is is not that these people that that most people don't understand how bad facebook facebook is the problem is they don't consider it bad mm-hmm. maybe they'd say oh it'd be nice if they didn't do that but in their daily life all they know is i type words into boxes other people see my words i see their pictures they see my pictures and that's a satisfactory experience to them. Mm-hmm. And all of the consequences of their information being gathered and sold and passed around and used for different purposes, they, it might as well be completely made up and totally abstract. There's no effect on their life, right? Now, I'm trying to think, could there be a consequence that would have an effect on their life? Maybe if, I mean, it's difficult to say. I, it, I think, the, getting back to privilege, the more privileged you are, the less likely you ever are to care about what they're doing. If, for instance, you are an immigrant and someone harvested facebook data to come around and deport your your entire family all your relatives maybe that will motivate you to think about you know to get off facebook to say something i don't like facebook think about it yeah (laughs) but on the other hand facebook is not the only place they can get that information and practically speaking facebook is not you know they they can get that information directly from government records that you voluntarily or involuntarily signed up or maybe they wouldn't go to facebook for that so it's it, like I said, it's so abstract. You think they're going to come and say, we are arresting you by the way. We got this information on Facebook. They're never going to tell you where they get it from. Right. Right. So it's, it's just hard for me to think of a consequence of something that Facebook can do. It's within the realm of their current business model where they, you know, sell all your data and sell access to you. That would make people care enough. It would, have to, be something really would have to it, be
1: more of the classic now classic model of something better comes along.
0: That's something better. The way the way well, no, in it the same in it, the same
1: way that there was a time when we couldn't imagine, one could not imagine MySpace not being at the top of the food chain, but then somehow Facebook came along and displaced them.
0: I think the way it can change is, I, I'm, this is a little bit of a great man theory of history version for tech, or in in the in Tim O'Reilly parlance, the alpha geeks, the another like uh, the great important smart, smart white men will determine mm-hmm. what the rest of the world will do because. You know, we know better. Um, but there is something to be said for uh cultural backlash, uh tearing down the thing that you once built up, uh where eventually, even though people don't care about what Facebook is doing, if there's enough constant complaining about Facebook in the culture that it becomes cool to bash and uncool to be into, mm-hmm. right? Eventually, all the people who don't care will be persuaded by peer pressure that the cool thing to do is to hate Facebook Mm -hmm. and the uncool thing to do is to be really into your Facebook. And when that happens, everyone is ripe to move on to a new thing, even if the new thing is not better and it probably won't be better just because it's the new cooler thing. Sometimes that's a generational thing where kids will grow up thinking hmm. Facebook is uncool, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's already happening yet. I'll I'll, tell. I'll keep you updated on my kids, neither of which have a Facebook account and have never asked about it. <laughs> um, but it's not because of anything Facebook did to them or the masses of people who are using it happy. It's because the small number of people who are mad at Facebook have made it, and because they're like elite and in, in p- positions of, uh, of magnified cultural influence, have made it seem undesirable. And you know, not the thing to be doing. And I think that is most likely what will eventually unseat Facebook. Uh, not any decision they make, not any technological change, but just uh, cultural shifts.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. and and again, that's not motivated by logic, and it's not because Facebook's customers right, aren't right, no. unsatisfied. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I think I get what you're saying.
0: Or it'll be there until we die, and then whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> could happen.
1: I've been somewhat following the Cambridge Analytica stuff because it comes up a lot on political Twitter and I've been watching these Channel 4 documentary stuff about it which is pretty, have you watched any of that? Have you seen like the sting with the CEO and everything?
0: I started watching and I couldn't get through it, I was like someone just summarized this to me and I saw the summary and I'm like "Eh." Well the summary summary is Even I can't bring myself to get too worked up about Cambridge Analytica because as far as I'm concerned it is Exactly what I always assumed was always happening with Facebook.
1: Well, I mean, to, to, I think it was, I want to say Philip Bump that said this, but to paraphrase, it's basically like, no, you know what? It, it, it probably doesn't matter. It's not, once again, it's not that anybody is saying that this happened in the election because of this, but like what you need to know is this company that Steve Bannon was the vice president of was out there selling this product, selling it to people. On the one hand saying, look, we can help, we can help create all this compromising information about people, but like basically claiming that like, because of Trump's victory, that's how they were selling the product. It's one of those cover up worse than the crimes kind of things. Because of course, now all the smarty pants are coming out and saying, well, the truth is, this is not a very good product, that what they were doing was not very sophisticated. It was a lot of smoke and mirrors, but that doesn't change the fact that it was the laxity of Facebook's policies that allowed that guy to get all that data that went, that then became so misused. But, uh, anyway, that doesn't make it any less interesting to me. I, I'm not looking for reasons to, to bag on Facebook. I've been making fun of Facebook for 10 years. This is old hat for me. I'm done. I'm gone. I've been gone. But then like today I thought I saw a bunch of stuff popping up as usual, you know, when something like this happens, like how to make sure you protected your data with Facebook. And I was like, ah, I feel like I locked everything down real good, but I hadn't done stuff like go in and make sure like, have you gone in and checked in? Do you have an account at all?
0: I do. I have an account from.
1: But like, far have back. you gone in and check, yeah, right. But like, have you gone in and checked that like apps your friends use settings?
0: Uh, I haven't looked at. I haven't logged into Facebook in a very long. Time. Well, I got two different. Um, well,
1: neither have I. That's what I'm telling you. Like, I haven't. I mean, I've used it for two services that require a Facebook login, and in both of those instances, I've limited the amount of data that that can pass. Not doesn't still doesn't make me feel great. But you know, there's if you want to use this, you know, when uh, when what's his head made that 750 words site you know, like write 750 words a day, he used Facebook for OAuth. And so if you wanted to use his app, you had to use Facebook. And he liked Facebook, so that's what I had to use. So for a long time, that's why I kept using it. But anyway, I saw a couple different articles that were like, okay, here's the stuff to go in and double check that you may not have checked. And so for the first time in a pretty long while, and I'm not saying this to sound like some kind of like, this is not a status thing. It was a status thing 10 years ago when I said, get the fuck... Get the heck off Facebook. (laughs) Believe me, I was in front of this a long time ago. I deactivated my account for a long time, but I thought, you know, I should go in and check. And I had locked it down. Okay, good. You know, I had the two-factor and everything. So I went in and I looked at all my settings and like, just first of all, like what a dog crap site. It's just, it's, it just, it looks so slimy to begin with, but then I. I tried to shield my eyes. I clicked on the little disclose arrow. I go down to settings. I go to privacy. I drill down. I drill down. I drill down. I go to every place that I can think of and change it to the most minimal privacy setting that I can. I don't know if this is doing any good. I feel like it really is a rain dance. I don't know if this is going to make any difference at all. I went and changed all of those things. I went and double checked all my settings. Uh, Something I do on Twitter already on Twitter is go in and periodically make sure there's no apps with authorization that don't need it anymore. I have a reminder to do that every couple of months, but it was just weird. It was weird. Cause I, I went back in and then of course, once I was done, gosh, what's the URL for this? I should know this. If you go to Chrome colon settings, content cookies, you can go in and, and I went in and deleted all the Facebook cookies. I logged all the way out, but it was a Nicky experience. And like, I still, and even though I have minimally used or interacted with Facebook in any way, I'm running every conceivable blocker in Chrome to like avoid the pixel and all that kind of stuff. I still, I still feel gross about it. I still feel like I want to just like throw my computer into a river.
0: I mean, as many people pointed out in the in the well, don't you know uh, snark after this? Even if you have never had a Facebook account in your entire life, every other tracker on the internet is using the same exact way to identify you as you travel around and do things on the internet. Like that's just what the web these days is founded on: is being able to keep track of an identity that maps to you based on. Where you live, what websites you go to, what you buy, yeah. how old you appear to be. What, they, they can find out so much about you. <laughs> want these slippers? Want Facebook these slippers? Want life. these slippers? Right. No, I still uh, don't want the slippers. It's probably about the same. For, for someone like me, who I think I have a bunch of pictures and stuff I posted to Facebook like maybe a decade ago uh, of pictures of, like me, my wife, and uh, my first, uh, my, my son, and then like some old pictures from like me when I was in kindergarten on a soccer team and stuff that I thought, because it's like high school friends. Like who who might find my Facebook page? Maybe high school friends. Maybe say, like, "Look, hey, remember when we were on soccer team together? Here's some elementary school pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I shared a bunch of pictures like that there. That amount of information, the information that Facebook has about me from those pictures and from like who I'm friends with is probably less than all of the advertising networks on the web know about me from my current activity of like what websites I go to but there's still uh, the triangulation yeah, what, what part, I, right? Yeah, but I think I think I am track... Like, I don't run, like, ghostry and all those other things to kill all the trackers. I run some small amount of blocking, but no, because okay. it, bro- it broke too many sites for me. So I think okay. the profile of me outside of Facebook is richer than the profile of me, the picture of me that Facebook has. Right. Because I participate more in the rest of of the web than I participate in Facebook. So there's really no... Like, that's why I'm saying, like, you know, I'm supportive of the people who say we need better regulations about... uh personal information being harvested uh but that you know facebook can doesn't even need to exist we need those rules period just for everything on the internet and facebook as you pointed out like for the functionality it provides so people can talk to each other and show each other pictures right yeah it's a crap it's not good at that like it's bad people, it's, it doesn't
1: seem to be optimized for anything i used to i used to really i, I used to like the way the facebook looked I like their choice in in fonts. And I thought it was, I mean, given what else was out there at Co- the time. Compared
0: to MySpace, it was the it was the more buttoned down kind of yeah, you know, like, serious Yeah, it was like, site? not
1: Lucida Grand, but like whatever they were using. They had a really, they had pretty fonts and everything had a cohesive look to it. And it was fun. And it was actually, it was very amusing to go and click around and send people popcorn and poke them and whatnot. But, but I always felt like, it, it always felt a little to me, this is really dismissive. It felt a little to me like a lot of open source, early uh, open source CMSs where none of them were particular like whatever plong or pronk or blonk or whatever you get this open source thing you go create the mysql database you create the php you run the thing and it's like mm, it's not that good as like a blog it's like not really not that good as a calendar it's certainly not that good as a gallery you know what i'm talking about but like it kind of did all of those things but facebook it never i was never quite sure what the there was, except for the fact it's where everybody ended up, and therefore it became the place.
0: Yeah, the network effect definitely Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. But, but I think also, especially in the beginning, before their interface became completely Byzantine, uh, it did have, kind of like the original iPod and many other Apple things, the, the, the important advantage it had was it was a place where people who were not super-duper into computers could be successful at the task that they were trying to accomplish, yeah. which was talk yeah. to people and share photos. Like it was they people could figure out how to do it they didn't need to ask someone else to show them how to share a photo they didn't need to ask someone else that's, to show that's them a good how way to type put words it yeah. to their friends and that plus network effect uh, you know and and I think the reason they were successful as opposed to myspace wasn't because like oh you know network effect made them like because myspace had the network effect but myspace was more intimidating mm-hmm. like more I think visually intimidating but also maybe a little bit more complex geared towards people who we're more familiar with computers. Where Facebook, from the very beginning, was, look, this site isn't about computers. It just mm-hmm. uses computers incidentally. You're just a regular person, and maybe you don't care about computers. But here's a way that you can talk to your friends and, and share pictures with each other in a fairly easy to understand way. Before you know, and once you've got the people, once you got the network effect, then it's all about how many different metaphors and interface tweaks and additions of algorithms and just like the complexity of Facebook now. Everyone just sort of kind of accepts it, but it is the facebook as it exists today people would not have been successful at using because it is just too complicated and too confusing that's why i feel like the reaction to that is why services like instagram and twitter became popular because they are blessedly simple compared to the mess that is facebook although of course instagram is on its way to screwing that up with the stupid algorithmic timeline but yeah. that's a separate separate issue um so yeah I, it, it's kind of depressing for me to, to think about but i'm I'm not waiting around for Facebook to do something that will cause people to flee Facebook. I'm waiting around for the cultural for the, for the culture to turn on Facebook the way they turn on a celebrity they used to love.
1: Milkshake, Duck. And just to be clear, I am under no um, misapprehension that I am locking everything down. It's more like I'm just kind of double-checking that the screen door is latched most places that I go when it occurs to me. Like, I'm not under any impression that I have any kind of special protection from anything. It's just more like... Um, I don't know. It's actually kind of, it's not as compulsive as it sounds. It's much more relaxed than that. It's more like it, but it was real fun, funny today to go and log in, got my two factor. I went in, it all looked very foreign to me because I've mostly, I've blocked everything Facebook related that I can, wherever I can, but I was in, I was fine. I was, I was in the, it's almost like when you go into the ministry in, um, Harry Potter seven and like, it seems so different. And they got the weird statue in there. It was like, wow, I feel like I'm really in the, in the, in the gaping maw of this beast. And I got in there and um, I guess at some point I had had the sense, and this probably would have been after 2010, I went in and I, I shut off everything I could think of in terms of, and you know what I'm talking about? There's all these weird pull-down menus for everybody can do this. Just your friends, only you. And like what you're allowed to even turn off varies from place to place. But in each case, I had gone in and done the most conservative answer that I could to all of these in my estimation to still keep things running. And then I went in and I don't know what I must've said in 2010 that ended up encouraging a bunch of people to post on my quote unquote wall. It was just diarrhea. It was, it was so stupid, but it was diarrhea in situ. Like it was somebody had captured a perfect bell jar full of poo. From 2010, and it all just sat there. It's like when you get fresh poo, it just kind of slides, kind of sluices away from you, and you're just like, oh, well, that's done. I'm on to the next thing. Give me the fresh poo. But like, it was just so weird. It was like somebody had like deliberately kept a perfect sample of dog dirt from 18 different dogs, and it was all just sitting there. Everybody making their dumb, lame joke, everybody just being real stupid. And, and it all just, and apparently, that's all just been sitting there while I hadn't been there tending that particular garden. But more than ever, I was like, oh, man. Like, uh, sorry, I let weeds grow in my lawn, but like, wow, why were you ever in my lawn? This is all so bad.
0: The thing about modern Facebook is you, at least I would, have no idea whether, okay, so this is the thing that I see. I see the dog turds do other people see this when they right. look at my thing? Is this right. only visible to me? Did this appear on people's timelines once, six months ago and again? Are you going to hear from the, if Facebook, someone,
1: the Facebook Homeowners Association?
0: If someone comes to my page, do they see this or do they see something entirely different? And I, I don't know. I can't be bothered to care. Like, here's another, getting to another topic that's on our list that we're not going to address today, but yeah. it's related. Uh, we talk mm-hmm. about the Flophouse podcast a lot that we like. Mm-hmm. They have a Facebook group. Yeah. It's like, uh, invite and,
1: not invite only, but you have to be
0: like, Oh, approved, I don't, I don't right? know how it works, but the, but the point is that's where they've chosen to interact with their fans mm-hmm. is on Facebook. And presumably it's because, Hey, everyone's on Facebook. So you want to, you go where the people are. Right. And the flop house is not a, a technology show. There's no expectation that the people listen to it are particularly technology savvy and into whatever the trendy <laughs> new social network is. Right. So of course they're going to have a Facebook group. Um, and I find that slightly depressing because I don't like people doing more stuff on Facebook. But also because I think I would participate in, in a flophouse community. I think but you I sure won't would. Participate if it was, in, yeah, if
1: it was something that yeah, was wasn't Facebook.
0: Facebook. And, and it's not because, like, oh, I'm afraid of Facebook. I don't want to share. But I've already established, like, that's not why I'm avoiding Facebook. I just don't find it pleasant to use. And also, I don't like the company and don't want to do anything. But, but I just, it's not, I don't want to use that interface. Right. And also, I feel like I have a social, uh, social network prejudice, right? Where I feel like if you're on Facebook, you're not a cool person. Only the cool people are on, you know, whatever popular, trendy, nerdy thing that we're doing. And Facebook is for, it's like the AOL of, of social networks. Oh, remember it was like, you're uncool because you have an AOL I address.
1: I don't think it's, I don't think it even ha- I get what you're saying and I appreciate you're being honest about it, but it's more like hanging out at the mall on Christmas Eve. We're like, I guess I see why you would do that, but why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just want to be at home? Like in that case, I feel like you're putting yourself or for that matter, whatever. Maybe you're going to go to like a Red Sox parade or something like that. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, what are you even doing here? And I hear this on, I mentioned Andy Bowers a minute ago, but I hear this on the Slate podcast and on one podcast in particular, it always curls my hair. I guess it's part of the mandate. God bless you guys. But at the end, so there's a classic, all the Gabfest shows have the same format, right? You got three hosts. There's usually three segments plus some kind of version of recommendations. So it's true for um, the Political Gap Fest, Culture Gap Fest, The Money Show, Double uh, X. Like all of those shows have the same format, right? We do the – and it's it's fun. It's very comforting like all of these shows. So, But you'll be listening to one of these wonderful shows. You'll be listening to a wonderful show like Slate Culture Gap Fest – which is kind of nominally run by Stephen Metcalf, their co-host, but he kind of, you know, there's always the main voice on the show. And they'll get in this great segment about Call Me By Your Name or whatever it is. And and Stephen Metcalf, who lives, from what I can gather, very near Marco in the sticks, interacts with no one, spends his time like buying peaches at roadside stands and driving his kids to school. He's like, and so, uh, you know, if you want to let us know what you think about this, please join us on Facebook to let us know your comments about call me by your name. And I can just tell, you know, that guy, like if he has an account on Facebook, it's gotta be the most grudging thing in the world, but you've got like, that's part of the mandate. You've got to go push people into Facebook. You've got to like push them into this meat grinder, this human meat grinder of misery, because that's the place that everybody goes. So it's like the most popular meat grinder in town.
0: Um, I feel worse about it and more, uh, more disappointed when, when it's uh, so, media like media companies thing? and pu- publishing venues because it's the whole thing of like publishing uh, companies media creators they have some kind of content and they like surrender all of the power in their relationship to Facebook and they publish through Facebook and Facebook steals their content and Facebook becomes... they have to pay to get access oh, to Facebook the people like who want their content. Every
1: aspect of the terms.
0: You don't you don't really own your thing anymore. Yeah, and so it's like why are you encouraging uh, uh, you know, encouraging people to go through the middleman that is taking the val- all the value out of your your thing. It's like, well, that's where the people are. Like, it's it's an unfortunate situation we found ourselves in. And, and like, I'm getting back to the Flophouse group, people, like, I don't, you know, I, I was saying that as like how I feel like the, those are the people who aren't on the cool social networks. Like, I understand they're just regular people. Like, I understand, right. you know, I I think about it, and I feel guilty. Like, you know, all that that attitude is is foolish and wrong, right? Uh, but I but yet I still find myself not wanting to I, I, go I think it's on not Facebook. Even, it's not even a cool thing, though. I think cool's the wrong way to look at it. I mean... Well, like, you're savvy about, you know, this 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 company, it doesn't respect your privacy and, and it, all these things that you care about, you know?
1: But, like, I mean, there's certainly... Not, like, you don't want to be one of the snorks, but, I mean, like... It's like, why are you running into this dangerous and, and dumb situation? It's... Okay, we were running along again. Okay, here's a question for you. And uh, you, this could be homework to think about, but like, it sounds like, you know, and again, I, I honestly am not trying to piss from the high ground or sound like I'm trying to be some kind of like hipster big shot. It's something like I sounded like a hipster big shot 12 years ago when I said, get off Facebook. But like now it's more like, I'm <sighs> just resigned. I'm resigned that there are people who are still like clinging to dear leader. That makes me sad. Um, how, you've talked about Twitter here once or twice. You've talked about Twitter on your other program. You've gotten political about talking about Twitter on your other program. Um, when will you know the canary has died on Twitter? When? So, so, so. I mean, first of all, just in terms of, of a prelude here. Yeah, sure. Twitter's probably grabbing information, but they don't even. There's not even as much information to grab as there is on Facebook. So I have less of that concern. I mean, there's not that. I, I guess they they must do some kind of profiling, but it's nothing like there's not all of these mini apps associated with my friends and stuff like that. But like with Twitter, what's the canary in the coal mine? How will you know when it's time to walk away?
0: So I think this is a good way to tell whether the thing that I object about at Facebook is how creepy it is about collecting data and giving it to people or how terrible it is in, as an application. And thinking about Twitter makes me think maybe the thing I care most about is how terrible <laughs> it is as an application. Because I think Twitter has a tremendous amount of information on me specifically because I participate in Twitter a lot. Mm-hmm. I think my follow list uh, tells them a lot. I think what I about carefully
1: curated list, your social graph is, is very close to like who you are as a person. You don't have a lot of follows.
0: Yeah. I, and also I think like if demographic information about me, you could get the whole picture of me from Twitter, where I live, how old I am, you know, my my race information, where I grew up, what my hobbies are, Mm -hmm. uh, what my income is probably like you could probably get all of that from my Twitter. Like it's a gold mine of data. So I I think because I personally participate in Twitter a lot, it has a lot of information, despite the fact that it is a simpler application. And I think Twitter was totally sell that to the the highest bidder and have ways where it accidentally leaks out to people who promise they won't use it. But like, I think it's totally open to that. And yet I think I would still continue to use Twitter because I find the application as viewed through third party clients um, to be, Something I enjoy using. It is simple. It is straightforward. It's chronological. <laughs> like yeah, it 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 doesn't have a million features. They don't change it every ten minutes. They're not they're not forcing me to pay, t- so that my followers can see my tweets. Like
1: and even when they screw it up on uh, on main, like you're using an app that for now prohibits the screw ups from screwing it up for you.
0: Yeah, they can stop me from using it by like saying third party clients are banned. You mm-hmm. have to pay. Money if you want well, the, your pain, the pain to see your would tweets. be the least of
1: it, but it's more like, like I said, like I don't see ads that I guess a lot of other people see, but also like there's just the whole like, well, what if you had to go with whatever their algorithm thought you had to see? You've got to use yeah. the Twitter app. You've got to, you know what I mean? You're constantly being pushed to follow these certain people.
0: Yeah, that would make because that would make the application worse. And they wouldn't be collecting any more or less information. It would just make the experience worse. And Instagram is also another thing, because Instagram, I do have the stupid algorithmic timeline on Instagram, and I do see ads on Instagram. I don't see any ads on Twitter, because I use third-party clients, and mm-hmm. my timeline is chronological. But I, on Instagram, I am on board to their terrible non-chronological thing, and I do see ads. And the ads so far, I scroll past them. Not a big deal. They don't bother me that much. You do that uh, and uh, John
1: not... Syracuse Sir- thing where you kind of tune it out, right? You just...
0: Yeah, it's, and sometimes here's the thing about ads. The ads on Instagram, they realize it's a visual medium, so mm-hmm. they always try to make a nice picture. And sometimes I don't know what their advertisements for, but sometimes the pictures are nice, yeah right? It's like a sunset or something. All right, sure, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but they annoy me, and the non chronological nature annoys me, but not as much because I'm not a completionist on Instagram. That's so like, uh well, I saw this picture yesterday. Once, basically, I scroll on Instagram, and once I come to a picture I've seen already, I stop. If there's more below that, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's close. Instagram is is close. If they make just one more change, <laughs> I might be like, eh, it's not even worth me going to it again. Right. Twitter is also, I feel like, constantly at the borderline ever since they started that vendetta against third party clients, right? Ever since they ever since they lost their way. Yes. you know, they are eternally on the edge of making their application worse. But so far, by using third party clients, I've been able to continue to have Twitter, the Twitter experience be the way I want. Uh, and be pleasing to me, despite the fact that I don't think they have any more respect for my personal information than Facebook. And despite the fact that Twitter has way more information about me than probably any other social network.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would know. And I don't think I know what the boiling frog scenario is for me.
0: I should have. I should have
1: reached it by now. I mean, I should have, have, have reached you, it by now.
0: Have you. I forget. I haven't kept track of your things. Have you done. You know, the thing on Twitter. Where you quit Twitter. You know that?
1: Yeah. Here's, uh, what, here's what
0: I learned. Yeah. Um, have you ever quit Twitter?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, I have taken uh, willful breaks from Twitter. It used to be something
0: I did regularly, yeah. But did you announce them and talk about them afterwards or quit yeah, in the? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I mean, I'd have to go look it up. But I think what I used to do is I would say I'm going to be away for a while. And I had an icon that I always used or a... um. Like a emoji or a emoticon, but I would say like I want to be away for two weeks or whatever. And see, I think
0: that's different than saying no, no. I've never done. I've never done like the Anne Hero thing. No, but then come back later. So no, no.
1: Well, that's that's part of being the Anne Hero. Is like going like, oh alas, open letter to Twitter. You've done me too wrong. And then you come back, and it's like,
0: oh, you're such a -a I No, I don't think I've ever done that. So I think that's part of the experience of twitter is quitting twitter and coming back for some people um you, when you say quitting though you're talking about like doing the full dramatic alas yeah that's it i've had enough which mm-hmm. and i i think that shows that twitter really is close to the borderline for a lot of people where it's like they're so close to, to twitter well, t- being gamer, i mean if it wasn't net- going to be
1: Gamergate, what will it be if it wasn't going to be the nazis what will it
0: be Right. But some people, it is those things. Some people, it's so close to the line for people that that Twitter pushes them over the
1: line. Well, Matt Fraction quit. I mean, like, he was really way ahead on this. He just was like, that's it. I'm done here. This is, I, 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 he was pretty cool about it, but he's still on Tumblr, but he was like, I cannot be contributing to a platform that is this knowingly, willfully horrible to so many people. I'm done here. And he had a great, he had a great Twitter and a very interesting presence and a great following, but he was like, you know. For somebody in his racket, that's a lot to give up. But he was like, and it wasn't even dramatic, per se, but any more than any of us SJWs are. But he was like, no, that's it. I I can't do this anymore.
0: And I think part of the reason people come back is maybe the impression we all have that with Twitter, the problem is mostly incompetence and less malice. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. we... Like and there is value in Twitter and it is simpler and we do we do understand how how you can derive value from it so maybe mm-hmm. you, you you're close to the borderline and Twitter just does one more thing and you're like that's it I quit and then a year <laughs> later then a year later you're like Twitter I know it's just because you're incompetent and you don't know what you're doing I know it's not because like <laughs> no team, I really <laughs> truly believe Twitter is trying to like make it better they're just fundamentally unable to do so because yeah. they just don't quite get it yet like they're. They're like three steps away from the actual realization of like ban Nazis, right? They're 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 creeping up on it. They haven't mm-hmm. got to the ban Nazis yet, but they're so like, what if we? But we we feel like they've
1: got an they've got an in them. They 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 could if they chose to.
0: We, uh, maybe like I I don't think I feel well, like no no. Saying- I
1: mean what I mean to say is that <laughs> I mean there's so much stuff that they are able to do right now that like okay so somebody pointed out recently like notice if you ever go to moments. Which I know you don't, whatever. I know you're a cool guy. But like, notice that when you go to top, when you search for a topic, there's top and latest and stuff like that. Like, notice how rarely bots are under the top results. How did that happen? Is that just the wisdom of crowds? I don't think so. Cause uh, like algorithmically, mathematically, the cumulative cumulative effect of bots should be that they show up at the top of everything, but somehow they don't. Hmm, well, what does that tell you? That tells you that they sure know how to filter out bots at a level that's valuable to them. They've got it in them, technologically, to do a bunch of stuff. Do they have the will to put that into place in a way that potentially puts them in an awkward position you know, politically or socially? That's a different question. Sometimes they do it. Sometimes they have a burst of bravado and they go, well, we're just going to get rid of all these bot accounts. Or they say, well, you know, we're going to get rid of these Nazis. But like, you know, who knows what will encourage they're going to find in, in a given week.
0: Yeah. I'm still m- mostly heartened by the fact that they don't take the hard line and say, we're not going to ban anything. Twitter is a free speech zone. That blah, was blah, the like.
1: party line for a pretty long time.
0: Well, for Reddit used to do that too. And even Reddit kind of I mean, came like around
1: internally. Everybody will tell you the internally, like the, the stories that you will hear on the side is that there was a great amount of pride taken in the Reddit, like, you know, all voices matter here stuff on Twitter.
0: Yeah, but in the recent years, I feel like they've at least been saying, we would like it if people were not quite as mean on Twitter. We don't know how to make that I happen. Know.
1: Yeah, how, how but, even will we do that? It's not like we own the platform.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, we can't, it's not like we can ban Nazis, it's like, whoa, whoa, back up, you know. They, well, I don't know, Maybe we
1: I don't know if I want to pay this lip let's, service. Let's but, find hate speech. Well, what <laughs> right. do we and really like, mean by speech, let alone right. hate? I mean. And they
0: do, like, they do seems to be the most naive things, like someone was saying, like, here here's a bunch of queer authors I think you should read, and that person gets banned because they use the word queer in a tweet. Like, right. it's just, it's just like the the most sort of,
1: well, it's like it's like the guy it's like the guy in Charlottesville who everybody was so happy to see that he was found not guilty of assaulting the people who beat the crap out of him at the riot. Mm-hmm. The, the black guy that got beat up by the yep. Nazis, yep. like, was found not guilty of basically, you know, stop hitting yourself, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like that where people try to defend themselves against these these monsters, and then they're the ones that get banned. Like, oh no, you're trying to like dock this, dox this person. It's like, oh, my god, yeah, so, but, like, but, like, uh, how, how dare you, you know, ruin the Führer's paving stone with your cheek.
0: But their press releases still continue to say that we're trying to do, and they're just they're just failing at it. So I don't know. So um, how do you
1: know? What's your canary? When when we like, do you have a sense of when you're close?
0: I like like I was getting at. I think I think uh, what will make me leave is either some event in my own life that causes me to experience like one eighth of the thing that people who actually like one eighth of Matt Fraction, let alone one eighth of someone who's subject to yeah, game right. debate, like that type of thing. I've been lucky enough not to be subject to that. If I was. I don't think I would make him cook permanently, but it would make me leave until that died down for a year or so or whatever. I hope, what should we I, call I it like I'm Maybe there. like
1: a, a nano feminist frequency, like yeah. one yeah, one a thousandth lot. of what she gets. <laughs>
0: yeah, because if that happened to me, like I I have no illusions that I would be able to like I, I would just I would just leave. Like I don't it amazes me that people stay. Oh, under no, the I, of that I, I'd of fold
1: thing. like a cheap towel. I'd be out yeah, of there.
0: No, totally. Um, And also, uh, so if say that never does happen and I continue to be lucky and just not bothered by that type of thing at all. Uh, if if the experience of using it was made worse in all the ways that we talked about, it. if it was non chronological, if, if I had ads all over it, if I had, if I couldn't would, use third party would, clients, would be
1: banning banning third parties, third party apps, would that be one?
0: I don't think uh, that in itself would do it, but it would come close, okay. and then it would just take one more small thing on top of that. Maybe I don't know. Um, because because <laughs> I do. These days. <laughs> I mean, I, here's the thing about Twitter. I enjoy yeah. using Twitter. I do too. It's, it's the favorite. It's like my favorite computer thing to do. It's during where my the pals
1: day. are. It's like where my pals are. People I like. It's where Darth right. is. I'm like not, it's the I'm things not, yeah. that make me happy.
0: I'm not hate using Twitter. Right. Right. I'm I'm using it because I enjoy the experience, knowing full well how you know the the problems the platform has and how bad it is for other people. It's like it's not like I'm like I'm a great Twitter booster and I'm going to telling other people use use Twitter because it's great fun. But I can just say for my personal experience of it, if I didn't enjoy using it, I wouldn't. I don't feel like I'm hate using it at all. Sometimes I feel like I'm hate using email. because i have no choice like i don't have that relationship with twitter so and (laughs) talk about a privilege
1: talk about a privilege
0: yeah no it's true it's 100 percent privilege no no no
1: in the sense of like to be able to quit email like that's
0: oh yeah well i get enough money you can you can do anything i have someone else read the email for you but but no (laughs) my privilege is that i that my experience of twitter is still enjoyable right me
1: too me by, by and large i mean you still get to mostly pick what you see
0: yeah if you and don't like so, it you i' i i, and I don't have a million muting people, muting people screaming at me, and everything I say yeah. isn't is doesn't result in attack and people aren't coming to my home well, and, you got like, you know. your
1: flying monkeys there that you can bring in you know
0: yeah so mm-hmm. as, so I don't know i i,
1: I well, I'm well, like, you know I like any would, other
0: person if it starts to hurt I'll stop doing it.
1: would you know it if you saw it you know in the in the porno sense like it would would you uh you know uh, pornography I know it when I see it I, I would you do to, you think
0: I think I'd dwell on it for a little bit because if it started to become unfun, you know what it's like being a person. Uh, I do. Where, I do know where what it's like. Where it takes like, yeah. a while for you to realize you're doing something that is no longer fun. Oh, Some it takes people a good, takes a good right long away. while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it that's it why when you said that about when you were talking about Facebook, I was avoiding this because, ah, oh, this is so problematic um, in the way people use that word today. But like Facebook, remember I was saying a minute ago, What's the typeface? What's the font they were using? Is it Lucida Grande? I don't know. I, I remember, don't know. I remember like that pretty blue color and like- I remember the blue, yep. Yeah, I don't right. But like, I feel like, ah, how does one say? I feel like after stuff like what? Friendster, MySpace, um, you know, what have you, uh, Facebook came along and it's so pretty and, and, and freshly scrubbed. And it was like, it was like the boyfriend with a good job who brought flowers- and, like, remembered which, which, um... And dressed nice. Know, combed his hair. Dr- combed his hair, but, like, like believed in event good. event dining and having friends over and asking you how your day went. And, like, you had, like, a pretty good boyfriend in Facebook. And then, like, at some point, it became less... He started doing meth. He, well, hang on. Hang on. Easy text. <laughs> but, but at first, it, it just became like, okay, now we're in a relationship. He still picks up his socks. But maybe he doesn't always put the seat down right? And then you get two years into it and you're suddenly realizing like things are stable, question mark. It feels stable. It feels like things are mostly pretty okay. I have a lot of friends that are getting divorced and boy, that's really sad, but like, this is mostly okay, right? This is good. Isn't it? Isn't This is good. And now I feel like you're 10 years into that and you're still going, this is good, right? Because it's familiar, but yeah, maybe he's doing meth and you haven't even figured it out yet. But like, that's what it feels like. It feels like, like, would you walk into Facebook today as a new experience? Like, would you walk into that ecosystem today knowing the, um, the risks, benefits, ups, downs, what you potentially put on the line? Like, I bet not a lot of people would go there today. It's really, it really is. It's going to be an ex-boyfriend in six months.
0: Yeah, hard, habits are hard to break. Though I, I still continue to think that uh, he's so
1: nice to me. Oh, he's always that, so nice. You know, he's mean uh, to other people, but he's so nice to me.
0: Yeah, but I think people, the people who are in that, will just never get out of that relationship. They will die using Facebook, uh, and that the only hope is the next generation of people not to to uh, you know to be doing all. I mean, I, I'm just my kids are a laboratory. I know lots of kids are into Instagram <laughs> and we're into we're into Snapchat uh, to find out like. Uh, where, how do they send messages and pictures to their friends in a semi-public way? Instagram, to me, seems like a much more important social network for teenagers today than Facebook. That's my impression from my dim views of, of the teenage world. I find that heartening. I see no reason that kids who grew up in that environment would ever. Go on to Facebook. I see a potential reason they might find themselves trapped in the other oh, yeah. icky I, web, I, which I, I is LinkedIn. I
1: don't see this next now. Right now, my, my the extent of my daughter's social networking right now is uh, trash talking on Khan Academy and Google Docs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my kids aren't on any of these things yet. By the way, uh, they just mostly watch YouTube videos. They are not participating. Well, Google Docs which is, is fine where they
1: they like collaborate or they work on the books for a project or something. But then uh yeah Khan Academy is pretty cool but you know listen as soon as we hang up I'm gonna get over there I'm gonna get on Instagram I gotta get a good name wonder what names are
0: available oh that was that see there's the other reason I so regretted not getting on Instagram sooner when I realized I couldn't get any reasonable username on Instagram I'm like oh this mm. is an injustice that's why I always every new service that comes up just reserve your name even if you log in again. I know
1: that's how they get you see that one I abandoned and now I'm you know mm-hmm. look at me now you know what I'm saying yeah, now
0: you well Marlin man probably won't be taken but
1: uh, no I think I probably abandoned it
0: oh you yeah. get hot dogs ladies right
1: I'm sure it's gone you would, somewhere in here I found my last image I left on Instagram uh I found it actually on Flickr oh yeah I'll send this to you oh look at that Daisy look at that girl
0: Just <gasps> look at look at her little muzzle you got to zoom in to see really who the whiskers on look little, at
1: that sweet
0: face. She loves the sun. Wow. <laughs> Did you get my? Uh, URL? Come come back to Flickr. I tried the Instagram thing, but if you really okay. want to talk to me, come back to Flickr.
1: Yeah, but you gotta appreciate that I I screwed it up with filters, and then I even added a dumb frame to
0: it. Isn't that fun? Line numbers, really?
1: You don't do line numbers in TextMate.
0: No, yeah, I don't use TextMate, but underline numbers in my editors. No, I don't like it. Hmm. Look at that, look at that shiny scroll thumb. That's what that's what Can I'm highlighting that thing?
1: Here. Look at it's throbbing.
0: It's just it's so you scroll it, like the background would stay stationary with the little thumb would slide over and I miss those. That's a long ass lozenge.
1: Yeah. I kind of miss it though, because like now the thing now where you have to mouse over to see it, I don't like that. That's no good.
0: Oh, I don't try I turn that off. I have it always visible. Can but you do even, that? even when it's always visible, yeah. Even when it's always visible, it's, it's so a, skinny. It's a gray, it's just a gray thing. No, oh, it's not I know. when you do always visible, it's it's wider. But it's just gray. It's a gray mm. lozenge instead of a blue suppository. <laughs>